and we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast, man. Sorry for the wait. We're going to get right into it. Let's play the intro, baby. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Misogyny Podcast. I mean, the Fresh of Fit Podcast. Um, guys, so someone at the table here is banned, so we're going to have to kill the Twitch stream right now, okay? Um, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, come on over to YouTube, Fresh and Fit. Search us on there. And then also we're just going to kill the Twitter stream as well. Fresh and Fit, guys. Fresh and Fit. Come on over on YouTube, all right? So uh, anyway, quick announcement before we get into the show, guys. Patreon.com slash Fresh Fit. Check us out on anchor.fm slash Fresh Fit so you can listen to us on, you know, on the radio station, a.k.a. audio only. You can listen to Fresh Stutter all day. And Chris... And not understand what he's saying. And check us out over there on um, Spotify, Google, and our podcast. Also get the merch, fresherpodcaststore.com. And then also uh, check out our YouTube channel, guys. It's called Fresh Fit Clips. We don't post, you know, clips anymore on this channel. We post it only on our clips channel, guys. So go over there if you want to get the best parts. You don't got two to three hours to watch a full-on podcast. And then Fresh, you want to tell them about your vlog channel? Guys, live streams on Tuesday, Thursday. Check out those vlogs on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Lit content, lifestyle. We got y'all, man. 100K on the way. Let's go. All right, and check me out, guys, on Fed 1811. I break down criminal cases on there. As you guys know, I'm a former federal agent with Homeland Security. Uh, this Sunday, I'm going to be doing the Trump FBI raid uh, at Mar-a-Lago. I'm going to break that down for you guys. We're going to talk about search warrants, what the feds need to do to be able to get a search warrant. They actually unsealed the search warrant today, so we're going to go over that. And we got a lot to talk about, guys, as far as you know the statutes that they use to get the probable cause to search the house. But, uh, yeah, check me out, Fed 1811, this weekend, guys, Sunday. All right, we're going to talk about the Trump Search, but uh, anyway, without further ado, we got two special guests in the fucking house. Long awaited. Yes, we got Sneeko and Destiny, guys. Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast. Well, Sneeko, not you so much. Yeah, yeah, we're tired of you. Been here all bro. Yeah, he's he's about to be our neighbor here soon. So you guys <laughs> about to see him pop up. Like it's gonna be crazy. You gonna see him in the chat one minute? Like yo, this bitch is annoying. The and he's just gonna pull up. <laughs> just like shit on them. But uh, I guess we can start with you, Sneeko, and then Destiny can introduce himself. Sneeko, Sneeko, my second channel. You know me. Uh, I've had a lot of debates with Destiny recently, and. Uh, yo, shout out to Act for calling me stupid for the last debate with Destiny. Stupid. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Act. Thought we were cool, man. AK, 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 AK. AK. <laughs> I'm going to pull up and hung, hung, hung. <laughs> He'll probably be here sometime this summer. So, yeah. 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 Uh, well, summer's almost over, but in the fall, maybe. Anything else? Nah. Yeah, that's why I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Destiny, welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast, man. Destiny was the not stupid one in that debate. Thank you very much, Ak. I don't know anything about you, but I appreciate the uh, compliments. So, um, yeah, you can find me at youtube.com slash destiny. I do politics, philosophy, video games, whatever. Awesome. Some would call me blue-pilled, maybe. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, can you tell the people why you're banned? Because I did not know that you were banned off Twitch until right before we started the stream. What happened, bro? <laughs> yeah, if you could talk about it. Sure. Um, the the j Just basically... I've always had kind of like a center left political position, which like five years ago in the gaming space was pretty far left. Yeah. But the scene has changed a lot over time. Yes, it has. And um, yeah, stuff has gotten way, way, way farther left. 
So I think the ban was because I had a position that I didn't believe that trans women should be competing in the same leagues as cisgender women. Real women. Um, How dare you? Are you bigot? Yeah, basically. And then I got, I think I got banned for that. Maybe, but they, they, all they do is they tell you that they ban you for hate speech and they don't actually tell you what it was for. Mm. But I don't say like any hateful slurs or anything on my stream. So that's my guess, but it's very big. Yeah. I mean, Hey man, let's just let guys compete with girls and just continue to beat the crap out of them and let them know that they're inferior physically. Uh, all right, cool. So I'll read these chats real quick. We already got 12,000 you guys in here. So do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to both their YouTube channels, destiny, Sneeko, and Sneeko. Okay. And their links are all below as well, guys. Check them out. Um, so these, uh, 50 bucks and up. Okay. So yeah, so I'm going to read these chats because they came in. Thank you guys so much for the patience. The reason why we're late is because, well, look at fresh. I mean, look at the skin color. What do you think is going to happen? We're fucking late. Okay. Um, fresh being fresh. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, Cause divorce 10 bucks all the way from Great Britain goes Myron plus Fresh plus Sleeko versus Destiny. This is, this is going to be more one sided than divorce proceedings. Myron plus Fresh plus Sleeko going to take Destiny's house, car, kids, and crypto. Easy work. Here's the thing, man. We agree on a lot of things, guys, but we'll get into the conversation. He's not even really liberal. Oh, no. oh, we'll see. He's we'll see. also we'll me we, we just had uh, we were just eating before. He says that he prefers doing like 3v1 debates because if he has a liberal on, then they're going to make him look stupid. That's because most liberals, liberals are, are stupid. Yeah, they are. They're that stupid. is true. That's that's true. true. Healthy debate, guys. Healthy debate. Uh, Destiny is a stripper's name. Booby trap calling. Okay. Thank you, Marriage Cause Divorce. And then DDG Gang versus Recreation Use Gang. Okay. And then can we get Destiny's pronouns correct? Oh, God. Oh, God. All oh, right. Uh, two bucks from Tim's. Everybody like the last vid. Let the public see. Okay. Two bucks from Ben MC. Yeah, wins still. Okay. 500 K, 500 likes, 4K watching. What the fuck? Myron's pronouns. Top G. Thank you so much. Guys, like the video. Please do us a favor. Let's get the engagement up. Sneeko should have brought Fuentes to body Destiny. Okay. Do you I, know that is? I you had mentioned you like Loki, yeah. uh, white supremacist capital stormer guy, but interesting, <laughs> smart. I think he'd be good on this podcast eventually for a debate, but yeah, he knows him more than I do. Mm. I'll tell you this. Those guys are hilarious, bro. They, they, they don't are. give a fuck. White supremacists are very funny. They are. They are funny. I mean, I, I don't even get mad at the crazy shit they say. Uh, show support to homies who put me on to becoming a better man to think the very first episode I watched of y'all was with the top G resist the slave mind folks. Shout out to Rod, Eric, FNF Dallas. Yeah. And like, here's the thing, like, they're they're like super they're invested in like pissing you off using you know racial slurs but if you kind of just be like all right whatever bro that's it. it has no power the word only has power if you allow it to have power feelings uh exactly feels before reels uh question for destiny if your wife bought brought home a six foot four nfl player to smash her and he wanted to kick you out what would you do that's a tough question man guys sit in the corner and cry i guess sit in the corner and cry all right and that is uh <laughs> Yeah, yo, yo, welcome. Uh, marriage cause divorce. Destiny will be red pill after his first divorce. Okay. Uh, Destiny epitomizes the feminine male role for society and a primary example of why women want real men. God damn. Take it easy, Sir Flings. Sneeko, work on your hostile energy with female guests. No. He, might, he's, he probably won't. Well, you think, are you too hostile or not hostile enough? No, uh, he's, I think they want him to be less hostile. Oh. Why? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Boring. It's good entertainment. Uh, Fresh never heard back from you on the propane art, so I sent you a DM and some pictures of what I've done to give you some ideas. Thanks. I'll check it out. Okay. Uh, chat, Fresh, check no. check Fresh IG no. story. Uh, He's pounding. Uh, what? Oh, Destiny's wife. No, Crazy. I, bro. Are ladies. you 6'4 and an NFL player as well, or is this going to be a separate arrangement? That's not the NBA story. That's not true. So. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, Props to Destiny for agreeing to debate with the boys. Uh, Lasan, Ethan, grow some balls. It, it's really a conversation, guys, but I mean, okay, whatever y'all want to call it. Uh, yo, geez, League of Legends, L or W? L. No, sorry, not W. W. I don't play League of Legends, so I don't know. That's a game. Massive L. Racist incel, $2 all the way from New Zealand. Um, uh, Matt- <laughs> what the? <laughs> yo, why do they, why, why are y'all talking about that? smashing Destiny's wife? Come on, guys. That's mean. 
Uh, Sneeko with Sneeko with Sneeko. Well, W Sneeko, W Sneeko, W Sneeko. There you go. And that's from, uh, and then we got Andrew Tate was on the news. Thousands demand ban grape culture influencer. That's crazy. And it just shows how hard they're trying to hide the truth. Yes, bro. They're trying to, you know, cancel Andrew Tate, but it ain't going to happen, bro. Uh, I can't wait for Fresh to Fit to finally meet the true alpha destiny. Should I hit the like or dislike button? You're the only one I'll listen to, though. Uh, Sneeko is cool, too. Okay, hit the like button. I Okay. I don't. Have, I don't sign up, but okay. Yeah. I, um, ha! Give me your energy. Oh, mine to the chat. Goku voice. All right. I see it's what you're saying. I see what you're doing there. Uh, six. How many more do we got, Chris? Here? Two more. Okay. Okay. We got a few more. And then, for, guys, from this point forward, fifty and up. Here's the thing, though. Every single chat that comes through, we're gonna make sure we put it on screen for y'all. But we're only gonna read fifty and up from here, just so we can make sure that you know we have a good, uh, fruitful conversation. Unfortunately, you have to close the Twitch stream because Destiny is banned, and you streaming a banned streamer will get you banned. Sorry, FNF gang and chat, but I'm just looking out. Yes, don't worry, we we were on to that. We shout out to Destiny for letting us know in the beginning. Uh, Richard Clark, if I had a dollar every time Fresh and Fit was like, uh, I'd be a millionaire. LMAO, also Myron, what is your thoughts on having a Capital One Silver credit card as a beginner? Hey man, just get just get a credit card if you're a beginner, and then work your way up to the cards that give you points. A person, twenty bucks. Legendary episode right now. Let's go. Best podcast in the world. Destiny, you better be off the perk. Sneeko season three. We up. Gang. Okay. Down your head top, bro. Yeah. And then uh, ten bucks from Dante Rodriguez. Swag. Swag. And then uh, this should be an easy W, and that's from Talk to Me Nice podcast. And then uh, okay. And then this nigga Venom goes, so not the video game Destiny? No, sir. We are not no. playing the video game Destiny. Uh, cool. So I just, I, I guess I'll just um, open it up for y'all. And guys, like the fucking video, by the way, because we got how many watching right now, Chris? Uh, we got 14K. 14K, man. Sheesh. So you guys can be anywhere else in the world, but you're here watching us, man. So like the video, subscribe to Sneeko, Sneeko, and subscribe to Destiny. So first and foremost, Destiny, I want to say thank you for, um, you know, getting our side when all the bullshit happened with, you know, L3, making those dumbass allegations. That's when I reached out to you, actually, mm -hmm. um, you know, giving an objective look on it. Obviously, that girl made some bullshit allegations that weren't true, and, like, her story just fell apart when we pulled out all the receipts. And, you know, and, Ethan, of uh, course, going to make it worse than it really is. Of course. Yeah, it, it, they call him Ethan Decline for a reason. Ethan Decline. <laughs> um, That's liberals. All they got is cancel culture. They're not really good at arguing. You guys no, are we don't have as many bad. nicknames as you guys have. I'll say no, that for sure. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm like relearning every fucking YouTuber when I step in here as like a new nickname for you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have a bunch of uh, nicknames. But yes, uh, Lasan and uh, L3 are definitely our favorites ones. Um, and, you know, they're they're the ones that like talk, they made so many videos talking shit about us like, oh, we'll debate you guys, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's debate. Matter of fact, me and Andrew will gladly debate you two in person. All of a sudden, oh no, we got family. Oh no, we don't want to debate. It's like, uh, like, uh, are you guys even relevant anymore? Uh, well, Andrew Tate's the most searched person on Google, and we get way more views than y'all, and we have one third of the audience. So, what do you? What's your excuse, bro? What's your excuse? Like, you're gonna say we're not re relevant? What the fuck? You know what it is, bro? We, they're our biggest supporters. That's what it really is. Talk to them, man. All right. So, uh, I guess I'll turn it to to you guys. Like, what what do you guys disagree with on on Fresh and Fit that we typically talk well, about? I want to start with this just oh. for you guys because you guys are definitely icons in the space as well. How did you find the RP, and what's your thoughts on the RP? And we'll start, I guess, Destiny. So I've been in doing like the political space probably for like since like 2016, and then Red Pill stuff is kind of like it it rose like in the early Trump days, and then it kind of like receded for a while, mm. and then I see over the past like year or two, especially last year, it's like picked up again a lot. Mm. Um, and I guess the way that I see it is that you've kind of got like this progressive establishment. That has basically, through all of these kind of like academic terms, have like built up this idea that you can say like fuck men, fuck white people, the Mayo side, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But like every other racial minority is super protected. Can't make fun of black people. Can't make ah. fun of Hispanic people. Can't right. And then if you're white, there's like 50 million things you got to worry about. When you have that type of attitude, 
and then it becomes pervasive on your side, then, I mean, invariably, there's going to be other people that will start to speak to the disaffected people that you're pushing out. And mm. I think that part of the red pill has been that, that there are people on, I'll say the right, I don't know if you guys would consider yourself to be the right, but there are people on the right that are willing to speak some uneasy truths that people on the left just won't acknowledge, Yeah, you know? Um, and as long as you're not willing to acknowledge something that's true, you're going to lose to the people that are willing to acknowledge what's true. And I think that red pillars will make some observations that are true, mm -hmm. and then they get fucking wild with it. And they go off into these crazy places where it's like, I understand where you're starting from, mm -hmm. but the places that you go, you, you could go in such a better direction. And that's, that's kind what of we've been about my engagement has been with like for... the red pill. Yeah. Hmm. Red All right. Like I mean, I, that, I agree with that. Like, I mean, I've, ta I've talked about it. That's a big reason why we get dragged so much is because we actually, I've said it a million times um the public enemy number one is a white male you yeah, know you know yeah. it's it's how you galvanize the left is you need a common enemy it's what hitler did to unite germany white man bad they came here colonized and they enslave everybody etc but but if you're like a woman you're a colored person whatever it may be you're considered a protected class and you can say whatever you want it's only racism right if it's on a protected class but if you make fun of a caucasian guy talk shit about him even a white girl we've had girls come on this podcast to say derogatory terms about white people yeah and no one bats an eye and my thing is just this we talked about this with sneaker the other day you know we'll have people run around saying black lives matter and black power and you know we need to have black owned businesses and you need to marry a black woman you should you should need to be with your kind you need to keep our roots strong black lives right you know black power could you imagine if we reversed it around white power yeah KKK, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you guys are racist, blah, blah, blah. But it's only racism when white people do it. It's not racist the other way around. And it goes back to that logic thing that I talked about. If you put it on the other side, it doesn't make sense. And it does not in this case. You, I, yeah. I, I will say, let me let me represent the other side a little bit. I think there are reasons for that. I think yeah. there, are, there are reasons why. And everybody at this table knows. If you hear a guy say black power, it's whatever. But if you hear a dude say white power, you're like, hold on. What do you mean by that? Right. It's like and it's it's one of those things where, you know, different people, you know, represent groups for different reasons. But the, the problem is that I can give you that answer for that and I can give you that answer for everything else. But when you take all of it collectively, at some point, it doesn't matter anymore. It just sounds like, well, it just sounds like you fucking hate white people. That's what it sounds like. So, mm. yeah, they're like. I think everybody here knows when you hear somebody say white power, there's something else going on there as opposed to like black power no, of or course, Hispanic power. But, but yeah. like, but yeah, I agree that like when you have that excuse for every single issue, like why is it okay to say fucking kill all white people, but I can't do it with black people. When you have that excuse for every reason, it looks bad. And I think that's where the left's kind of like lost control of the narrative and the optics and everything. Yeah. I just look at it like if, if you want to, if you want to end racism, then it's got, then everyone's got to be held to the same standards. Sure. My thing, like you can't sit there and say, uh, black power, then a white dude goes ahead and says white power, and you're like, oh, well, you're a racist when you're pretty much saying the same shit. I've heard mm -hmm. them say terrible things like, oh, yeah, we need to attack white people, take the shit back, and no one really bats an eye. For like, sure. it's crazy to me that, like, Black Lives Matter is not designated as a domestic terrorist organization because they fit the profile 100% according to FBI definition, you know? But if you have, like, a white militia group, they're definitely going to go on that um, FBI list. So I look at it like, listen, you look at the Justice Department, what does Lady Justice have, right? She has a blindfold and she has a two scales. Justice is supposed to be blind. That's what they say. So I look at it like, listen, if you're going to go ahead and say this is racist on one side, it's got to be racist on the other side, too. That's all I'm saying. The, the, the way to defeat racism is through equality, but it's got to be it can't be selective.
yeah, Twitch went through that a couple months ago. There was a huge ordeal where some people wanted to defend calling white people cracker. <laughs> and it blew up into a huge Crazy. thing. And like, I was surprised Twitch actually started banning people for it. It's like, this is a little bit wild, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, not, not a good look, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, like I said, it's, it's just wild to me how like you can be racist to white people, but if they say anything about like a, a protected class, it's considered you're racist. Because you're, yeah, because you're punching down yeah. and you are, you're systemically oppressing somebody and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's like all these reasons why you can't make fun of somebody else. But these people will like go after your throat for everything exactly they'll try to like they'll go after your job they'll go after your income they'll go after like your online presence they'll get you banned kicked out of your apartment whatever yeah, yeah seriously they did it they try to do it to us and it's like because and, and we're and we're colored so it's like then they'll say oh well you guys are black like oh uh, you you can't make comments on the black menu because you guys aren't black and it's like okay bro uh, we're gonna use this fucking example again yo so. could you imagine if we were white saying what we're saying now oh yeah we would have been canceled, canceled. they would have been uh and it's funny because like yes the white, the white man's come call my enemy now but like just our turn because what happens is right like no one's safe like no it's white man it could be the spanish man next it just depends bro so nobody's safe yeah yeah well, and, and like... it's gonna and it's gonna i've always said it. the left continues to eat itself so it, yeah. it starts with caucasian men it's gonna start to progress yeah. and it's gonna get to a point where it's gonna be like all men are trash only women and you need to be purple haired at 300 pounds and you need to be the most woke etc like it, like all the as the years pass becoming uh left becomes more and more extreme mm. so, so it's like there's like the comic with the there's the guy standing with like 10 people in front of him and then there's the um the bolt not the bulldozer what's the flattening thing the oh the, the steam like yeah, it's like a roller, roller. it's like a roller, roller yeah. yeah behind him and it's like yeah. just crushed the last person it's like okay i think we've gone far enough now yeah, because yeah, right? yeah. it's coming for him next yeah, yeah. exactly that's kind of what happened to me going. i guess yeah <laughs> so that's basically i'm one of the flattened dudes i, yeah. I mean I, I uh you know shout out to tim pool i always use him as, as an example 10 years ago right 10 10 12 years ago around 2010 ish he would be considered like a flaming liberal. Now it's like he's a raging conservative, you know, and that's just goes to show you just in the span of 10 years, how much we've like went off the fucking rails as far as like being woke and being politically correct and people's feelings and all this other crazy shit. So yeah, it's funny because yeah. like the three of us, like you're, did you vote for Trump? I didn't vote. You didn't vote, but you would consider yourself a Trump supporter. Bro, he don't even watch American movies. I don't watch. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just funny that we're at the same time. <laughs> if you were a Trump voter, you'd immediately be labeled all right. But Myron and I both voted for Trump, and like they can't use the same terminology. I will admit, I didn't vote, but if I could, oh, you didn't vote. I didn't vote, but I, if I could, I will vote for him. And if he runs again, if they don't pull some bullshit, why couldn't you I vote? Because vote you vote, work for the government. Well, in 2016, oh, where was I in 2016? I was. Uh, oh, I was registered to vote, to vote in Connecticut. Oh, so didn't matter. My vote is useless. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes, in 2016, I was registered in Connecticut. So that's a big, uh, okay. yeah. So What's the elephant in the room, is Andrew Tate good for, for the guys or not, in your opinion? And why? I'd say absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Well, why is that? I think that the I think that the idea of masculinity and success and fulfillment that's being sold by a lot of people on the right I think leads to the same type of spiritual wasteland that you're trying to like pull these young men out of, I would say. Like when I look at somebody like um, Andrew Tate or even like for you guys or anybody that talks about red pill stuff, it always feels like your big markers for success are how many women can you get? How much money can you make? What kind of cars do you drive? And at the end of the day, I just I don't know how old you guys are. But like when I think back to the things I've had in my life, like 
I don't like remember the third, you know, new iPhone I got. I don't remember like when I got my new car, like how it was cool for like a week. But like there are memories that you make with other people. There are things that you achieve or accomplish in your life for me, maybe stuff related to music, maybe stuff related to gaming when I was in esports. Like these are the standout memories that I have. But I never hear anybody in like the Red Pill Society building towards that. It always feels like they're building towards like the most hollowed existence that you possibly could have as a man that gets like signed off by mainstream consumer society. You've applied that a lot to me, but I've never even really talked about that. And even if I do, I want the ability to buy those things. It's not those things are going to make me happy. I just want to have the power to not be restricted by anything. Yeah, but I guess the, the argument that I always make is that if you spend all of your life trying to get the capability to have everything, right? Like a man who spends his whole life on the mission, once that mission is fulfilled, he has nothing. Because your whole life you've just spent trying to get stuff, right? And and you haven't worked on building relationships, building friendships, accomplishing something real. Um, like the best the best type of advice you get from Red Pill is at least working out. As long as you're doing it for yourself and not to impress a chick. But like, because building your body means something. So right? you don't you think you should tell people to get money? I don't know. I don't think that's that important. I think that there are like upgrades to your life you can make. If you're making 15000 a year and you live with your mom and dad, yeah, you need to up your money, of course. But like, if you've got a decent job, and, and I've seen this as a millennial, there's a lot of people from my generation who are sitting in their apartment, making 140000 a year, doing work from home, who fucking hate themselves. They have no friends, except for the ones that they see light up on Discord. They have no hobbies, except for the 4,000th game of League of Legends they play for the day. And they have like no fulfillment in their life. They have nothing. And then these are the types of people that go online, like, how do I meet girls? How do I meet friends? Like, why is it that I've hit every big marker in my life, but I'm fucking miserable? And I think that that void isn't being answered by anybody, I think, right now. Would you admit, right, that life is about experiences? Yeah, for sure. So if I'm a guy living in this world today, wouldn't I want the best experience possible? Absolutely. So if I'm telling guys to be better and become better themselves and experience more things in life, I want to have the best in life. For example, nicest cars, nicest lifestyle, because that does breed experiences. Now, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Most guys may not get to that marker and they may be miserable on the journey. But we're just saying, look, if you live on this earth right now, how do you improve? How do you become better? Because that is the only way you can actually have purpose in life, becoming better. I agree with you, but we're almost begging the question. Having the best experiences, the best type of life. Mm -hmm. But what are those experiences? Like, I, I wish we had somebody older here who was like wealthy, but like, I guarantee you, if you pull like a 40, 50, 60 year old dude, I'm 33, I'm decently wealthy, millionaire before 35, I've like got my shit together, traveled the world. Yeah. When I think back, when I think back about the things that mean the most to me, it's never the new expensive computer I got. It's never the new expensive car I got to drive. It's never like the, it's always going to be like the experiences I've had with other people, especially people I love. So like the experience of having my wife, mm -hmm. ex-girlfriends, like never like the car that I drove or like the newest cell phone I have. Like it's the memories you make with other people, I think. And to some extent, money can help you do that but to another extent money can help you do that i have my family um on my mom's side all came from cuba and i watch my my cuban family is so divided yeah on on one end i've got my god bless my love them my parents are amazing people i love them they love me but oh my god do they run the rat race <laughs> they're in a huge house they're both on social security my dad works full-time he collects disability and retirement from the air force and they're going to work till they die They've already got like one foot in the grave or they're walking down, working full time. And like, where's the happiness in that? Whereas if I look at my other, the other part of my Cuban family, half these people live in Hialeah. They live in these dog shit apartments. That flood. Yeah. Every time it fucking <laughs> rains, you've got cockroaches around. But man, every Friday, Saturday, they're having these huge parties. They're having barbecues. People are going over. They don't have expensive shit. Half these motherfuckers don't have phones, yeah. but they're all having fun times. They love each other. They're having like an amazing time every weekend. They've got friends, relationships. And, and I look at like both of these worlds and I'm like, fuck, like, well, who's winning at the end of the day? Because I, on one end, I see the American dream, mm. which is chasing the house 
houses, the money, the pools, the big lifestyle. And then on the other hand, I see like these like dumb Hispanic people, but like these guys are so much happier. We're like, what the fuck? And I think even you guys are clued into that to some extent because I hear, I hear it in your rhetoric and I know it's dripped down this idea of like Western women and Western lifestyles, you know, they have it more, they have it more figured out in these other parts of the world. And in these other parts of the world, they're not running the same race that we run in the West where we're obsessed about getting like cars and houses and bitches. So, so I'll just make one more point on this. Mm-hmm. So recently, right, I just bought a 2022 Rolls Royce Cullinan truck, right? Yeah, I saw the story, yeah. Not the flex or anything, but like that experience there, you know what I'm going to do? Everyone that I care about that watched me on the journey up, I'm standing for a ride in it. And like my mom is like excited to come see it, whatever. I'm just saying like, yes, you're right. Chasing things like material stuff is kind of dumb. However, when you, when you understand why you're doing it, it makes sense. So for example, giving people you care about, your family, your mom, your, you know, your, your dad, your son, whatever, giving those, them th- those experiences will change your life. And also as well, let's say they get sick. My guy and I was sick a couple of years ago, right? And if I have money to pay for his stuff, he'd be dead right now. So having the money, you need it no matter what. It's like breathing, bro. Without money, you can't survive. So we're just saying, look, get as much money as possible to help your family. But as well, you know what? Get experiences too. Traveling, meeting with people. Without money, you can't do much in this world. It's sad, but it's what it is. I don't think the red pill is as materialistic as you're making it out to be. It's super materialistic. But... Myron's not materialistic at all, for example. He's opposite. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'm not even that materialistic. I was going to say, um, so um, my thing is, I've always heard this quote, and I, I love to quote it. It's, um, money doesn't buy happiness, but it's a damn good down payment. And what I mean by that is, for us, when we talk about money and becoming successful, we always say, you know, you got to get in shape. You got to get uh, get your money up and then you got to understand female nature so that you can become a complete package, not to get women, but so that women are a byproduct of your success so that you put, project yourself in the world in a certain way. And we're really big on guys having like a purpose, because if you have a purpose, then you're going to every purpose. Um, <clears throat> You have a direction. And when you have a direction, you have a destination. When you have a destination, you have something to work towards. So my thing is I always tell guys, your value is not determined by the amount of girls you can get. Your value is determined by how much value do you create for the world. And then the women are going to be attracted to that. So we tell guys like, yo, don't chase girls, chase success. And then the girls will follow after that. Right. So that's one thing. And then like um, my thing also is that me, myself, I'm a hardcore minimalist. I mean, I just brought back my 2002 Honda. You know, I don't really own anything nice except for like one Rolex that's a plain Jane. Uh, I don't spend really any money except for like in the studio and then my real estate investments. But I think it's important for guys to have the capability to have these experiences you're talking about. So I agree with you 100% that life is built upon experiences, yeah. not materialistic things. Now, for some people, those experiences are, are centered around material things. It depends on the person. But my thing is, I look at it like you need to have that money so that you have the capability to provide those experiences in the first place. And um, I know what you're saying, like with Tate and everything else like that, that he might not be good, a good example because um, it's hollow. He's telling guys get Bugattis or whatever. So I see your perspective on it. But what I would say is that if he teaches a guy how to make money, right, and that guy just needed a kick in the ass to tell him, hey, get out there, make some money, start a side hustle, et cetera. Well, then that person could decide what they want to do with the money, you know, because everyone makes money for different motivations. Some people do it for financial freedom. Some do it to flex. Some people do it to buy clothes or whatever it may be. And I think materialistic things in general are stupid. But if it makes them happy, even for temporary, then, hey, man, do what you want to do. But I think it's important to have that money so you have the opportunity. It's a down payment towards that happiness to some degree is my thing. But I'm I'm a big firm believer that you make the money not for girls, but so that you can go ahead and walk away from girls if they do some bullshit. It gives you an extra air of confidence because, you know, competence leads to accomplishments, which then leads to confidence. And that's the end product a lot of times for making the money. So I want the end product from making the money, not necessarily making the money to chase after the girls. If that makes sense. Sure. If it and I guess we'll probably get into more of this in later topics. If that is the case, 
I think that's a good message, mm-hmm. right? The goal isn't to get certain things, it's to yeah. build yourself up to a position that those things come to you naturally. That's yes, what you absolutely. want. Absolutely. Right? That's what we say. And it's a better way to get those things too, because then you like you really deserve them, you really earn them, and you're gonna keep them yeah. because you're not playing stupid games to get a hold of them. I do agree with that. Um, and like I, I think that there are things you can spend money on to get good experiences, right? Yeah. So you guys have been a podcast for like a year and a half. Yeah. You have an amazing studio, you've had a lot of success. Like every dollar that you pour into this mm-hmm. is a sense of fulfillment, right? You're not just buying shit to have shit, yeah. right? But you're like actively improving on something that I imagine you guys both probably feel, everybody in here probably feels really strongly about. So that's cool. I, I like, I support that. I think that's a good idea. But you got to admit, when you look at like the the plethora, especially around the tapes. What's up guys? Myron Gaines here. One half of the Fresh Fit Podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, guys, Anchor is totally free. You don't need to spend your own money. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Stuff. When I see all of the advertising for the Red Pill stuff, it doesn't feel like I hear about that that chasing of fulfillment very much. It all feels very materialistic. One thing Tate always me. says that a mm-hmm. dork who gets rich, like money just amplifies what you have. So a dork that gets super rich, that's why Bill Gates' wife ends up leaving and take half his money. Because you're just a dork with a bunch of money. It doesn't make you a better man to have a shit ton of money. You need to be a better man overall, or else you're just a rich dork and everybody sure. looks down at you. But then it just, the only worries when you're tracking the metric, like, are you a better man because you have money? Or like you were saying, do you get more money because you end up being a better man? And the second one I think is okay. There are ways you can improve yourself to improve your life to get more money. But if the goal is the money, that's always going to be the goal. And when you attain it, like you're going to be lost. You I know? think foundationally, if your drive is going to be a set of money, you, you're going to win because at that point, you're right. For example, we have a goal board in our, in our rooms, uh, you know, at least in my room. And when I hit each goal, it's like, okay, cool. I feel happy. But then I'm like, what's next? If you hit all your goals, then what what do you do? So in that sense, I get what you're saying. But if you're coming from it, you know what? I enjoyed the journey to get to where I'm at. Then it makes sense. Yeah. Another thing too is why I tell guys all the time, like, um, you know, I've went on a whole huge rant on this as far as like guys like attributing their value to the their notch counter getting girls is that it's a fleeting win because once you hit, you know, let's say 50 girls. Oh, now I need 100. Once you hit 100, now I need 200, you know, and then you're never going to be satisfied because you're always going to want more girls. You're, you're like I, I always say the male thirst for, you know, uh, sexuality from women is insatiable. You, you're always going to want more and more girls. So the only way that you can really satisfy that like drive to conquer is through accomplishing things and then letting women, women be the byproduct. Cause if you're going to go ahead and chase after women, you're going to be a very angry, bitter guy. Cause you're going to be dealing chicks are fickle and flaky from the rip. That, that, that's just how they are. They're emotionally erratic creatures. So I always tell guys you go after the success. Cause at least that's in your control. And then the girls are going to come after. I, I, I use always use Drake as an example, right? So when Drake comes here to Miami, right? Drake. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> uh, what he'll do is he'll have a party, right? And he'll have like, 50 to 100 girls show up and he doesn't pay none of them attention, even though all of them are trying to go talk to him. Right. And that's a perfect example. Right. Obviously, like on a higher scale. Right. But my thing is, I want guys to have that mindset where you're so successful that your work speaks for itself. And then girls want to get to come and meet you because he's already created value to the world. And the byproduct of that is the women naturally come to him. So I want guys to strive to be at that level, whether you're the top guy at your firm, you're the top guy on YouTube, you're the top guy in your office, whatever it may be. Like if you look at like sales, right? Like um, people that work in sales, a lot of times the top salesman guy gets a bunch of the chicks and it comes from like women naturally being attracted to dominance hierarchy. So my thing is 
be the best guy that you can be. And then the women are going to come as a part of that. But when you chase after ass all day, which a lot of guys do, that's where you get that hollowed out feeling that you're talking about, which I agree with. Um, And I said that explicitly many times, you got to become the best version of yourself. And that comes from going to the gym, making money, and then becoming that guy. Because the other thing too, that Sneeko was saying, as far as like, you know, these guys that are like losers that make money quickly, maybe they just, you know, hedged on a good ass coin and then they made the money and they blew up. They didn't, they didn't learn they didn't get the discipline, the hardship of getting it. Yeah. And, and they didn't go through the, you know, the trials and errors of like becoming that guy. Like yeah. anyone, anyone ever play Pokemon, you do the fucking rare candy trick mm-hmm. where you get like 99 rare candy and you take two Pokemon, you take one that's a level like five, another one level five. You train one by going to the Elite Four multiple times, having him get his ass whooped or whatever it may be and level no up. And then you take the other Pokemon, you just give him rare candies to level 100. That Pokemon that you give the rare candy to. He's going to be weak as fuck. His attack is going to be weak. His defense is going to be weak. His special is going to be weak. Decks. It's going to be terrible when you yeah. look at him. But when you go to the other Pokemon that actually went through the fights and fought the Elite Four 120 times, his stats are going to be way better. So that's kind of what it's like with like fast money leads to slow problems. But if you get the money in a way where you had to build yourself up, then you're somebody. This is why women like, right? There's so many trust fund babies here in Miami. And I'm sure you guys know this. Holy shit. I will yeah. say that coming to, because my wife wanted to move to Miami and she wanted to be down here. And I've never seen so many. I was talking to Sneak about this. And, but I, I might not see the same crowds of people, but I see so many people. And I'm like, what do you guys do for work? They're like, oh, you know, never. I was like, we're in South Beach. This place is fucking expensive. Okay. Yeah. Like one bedroom apartment is like yeah. 5,000 a month. What do you mean you don't fucking work? I like, know, oh, and I'm like, like, what the fuck? Like, everybody here, like, it's New York coming money. from money. Yeah. yeah. The New York money or South American money. So, like, those people, right? Like, uh-huh. perfect example. Like, I can't tell you how many girls have come on this pod and, like, deal with those guys, right? And they just tolerate them because they have money because they didn't go through the work to become a man to make that money. So, those guys are not, like, inherently attractive to them. They're just tolerating them because they have money versus a guy that made the money. He becomes a fucking somebody. That guy had to learn certain characteristics and had to build character to make that money. That's what's attractive. I've always said it. Women aren't attracted to money. They're attracted to the characteristics it takes to make a lot of money. This is one of the reasons why, um, and I'm only bringing up things you said, not to rag on you, but I don't know how much like trickles down from everything else. But like, this is one of the reasons why I rag on like the crypto bros so much. Mm. Like there are people that build businesses, provide a value service to the world, or even build YouTube channels. Yours is really good. You've done a really good job of that. And like, I respect that. But I don't want to hear financial advice. I'm some some fucking loser that bought like some shit coin and made like two million dollars. You got lucky. Into- no, no, I know you're not. I know you're not. No, you do good content. You do. You you've made your shit. Like you've proven yourself. You were from an early age. But like yeah, like hearing like hearing some like 21 year old like crypto millionaires like oh I'm gonna tell you what the future of Web three is like bro you don't know fucking anything about anything. Yeah. Okay. You 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 put three weeks of allowance on some bullshit doggy lucky. coin and somehow you're a millionaire today. Like you're gonna lose that shit in two weeks and, yeah. it, and it always happens too. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the test is like you know if you took that person's money now would they be able to make it back no and then that's there you go that's yeah. a litmus test because you know? the, the the question that they'll always do you guys say your age yeah i'm 32 okay i i think we agree on this if yeah. you could go back to being 20 yeah. and you could either have all your money now or all your knowledge now what would you have i would take the knowledge, knowledge. Uh, yeah, without even a second not, thought. Yeah, but if you take a crypto millionaire and you go back five years you have the money or the knowledge well, they didn't fucking learn anything right yeah. unless you're unless they're literally thinking like well what can i predict the future it's like what did you learn investing in some coin like, yeah you're not reading white papers okay you don't even know how the fucking technology works yeah. dude. And, and, I, and i have crypto too so it's mm-hmm. like i i definitely understand how people can like pump a coin or whatever and get lucky you know it is what it is but like you know i would definitely take the knowledge of how to make money for sure over getting lucky and getting the money so so destiny do you believe in the hero's journey um, like the Greek archetype or whatever? Yeah. I, I mean, I believe it's a story and to some extent it's applicable to our lives. Yeah, of course. So to me, from what I see Andrew doing, he's giving you the hero story. He's been through hardship. You know, he was poor, not successful. He worked his way up. He's saying, you know what? If I can do it, on some level you can too as well. Would you agree on, on that or no? I, so, I say that he always disagrees. I said everybody can get rich now and he doesn't like that. Here's the problem, okay? 
with these guys, okay, mm. these guys are on the Titanic and there's one lifeboat that can hold 400 people and there's 10,000 people on the deck and they're like, everybody can get in this boat. That's not true. Anybody could get in the boat, but not all 10,000 of them are getting in, okay? When you've got like a podcast where guys are talking about, here's how you become a millionaire doing this or that or that. Yeah, maybe there's like some percentage of your audience could do it, but 98% of these guys are gonna fail. And we everybody knows that from the dawn of any multi-level marketing, any online type of advertising, any like encouragement to like get rich doing these things. Like these goals are for 98% of people totally unattainable. Can anybody do it? Probably. Can everybody do it? Absolutely not. Would you agree though, that if I work on myself every day, rest of my life i will improve on on some level absolutely yeah so that, that's what we're saying here on the podcast mm-hmm. we want guys to improve you may not become a multimillionaire per se but you can do the best that you can do for, sure. for example maybe talk guys for sales in, in your area maybe mm-hmm. like you know you're the guy that has like the most like i want to say influence in, in your society we're just saying like as a guy if you can improve every single day you win because that, on that level you have purpose you have drive and people see you as you know the top g in that sense for sure yeah yeah so, i mean because if you shoot for the stars you know and you fall a little bit short you're still up high so yeah. it, that's that's what it comes down to um, do you think you've been blindsided a little bit by just seeing like the bugatti and seeing TikTok and stuff like that? <laughs> well, but that's always like the that, the thing is that's always like the pull-in and i think that's what a lot of the people are after because when people start evaluating if they're successful or not and I, i'm gonna be honest it happens even in my audience right i'll say like hey guys like we should think about these political issues like this or that some people will just bite like a political opinion and they don't actually copy any of the underlying thought process. I'm like, well, fuck. Like, now I'm kind of disappointed. Isn't that exactly what happened to you with the red pill space? No, what do you mean? Like, don't you think you just took the bite-sized little... Well, no, no. What I'm saying is I think a lot of people take the bite-sized stuff. Because like I said, and I admitted at the beginning, and I'll say it again, I think there's a lot of stuff that red pill people do get right, right? I think that a lot of people on the left for whatever dumb fucking reason, are really scared of self-improvement. Mm. Like, I'm reading articles from the New York Times saying that, like, you know, workout culture has been taken over by the right. Why the fuck is that the case? Why the fuck would the right have a monopoly on improving your body? What a stupid thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I go to the left and I'm seeing, like, health at every size shit. I'm like, oh, well, that's why. Fuck me, I guess, you know? So, yeah, I mean, like, there are things on the red pill that they acknowledge that are true. Yeah. You're going to come I mean, to the good side eventually, I'm I, telling you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, there, there's, a, there's a quote, just because one side errs too far, does it really follow that the other side couldn't be erring too far as well? And that's kind of how I view it. Like, I like the left has fucking ran away for sure. But that doesn't mean that the right has the correct answer on everything, so you're too. in the middle? Um, I'm definitely on the left. You More on the left. left. Okay. So I'll say center left. I'll give you that, okay? All right, if um, I reach really far, I can touch the middle. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about body positivity before, too. I mean, I, I th- that's one thing that I have, like, I've made girls, like, literally get very mad or cry or whatever on the panel. Like, um, I, I genuinely wholeheartedly believe if you're fat it's your fucking fault and you deserve zero sympathy you know um because at the end of the day as a human being especially in a first world country like the united states you control every morsel of food that goes into your mouth controlling calories and going to the gym is not that difficult if you can go to that you can build a pretty damn good physique going to the gym only three times per week for about an hour or hour and a half and people will sit that you know waste that time playing video games or eating shitty ass food or doing a bunch of bullshit on their phone scrolling through tiktok so like obesity it's just something that's unacceptable. But yes, I agree with you. Like that's like considered like like on the left. They're like, oh, body positivity, accept you at any size, love your curves. But you know, uh, you know, with the conservatives, they tend to be like, well, being fat is not correct because t- conservatives tend to be a little bit more based in reality. Does that mean that you know are all conservatives right? No. But that's one thing I agree with you that the left is definitely on some bullshit with this body positivity, which I think is cancer. Well, and then like the thing, and I'll push back a little. The thing is, is that like the core of that messaging is correct. You can, just because you're fat, doesn't mean you can't try to improve your health in some ways. Because something that'll happen sometimes is once somebody gets a little fat, they'll just lose it. They're like, fuck it. Like, I'm in the overweight, I'm obese, I'm gonna eat whatever, I'm not gonna exercise, my life's over to me. No, like, you should love your body. 
And that should be the big drive to improve it. Even if you are overweight, you can still love yourself. You don't have to hate yourself. And that should be like the big drive that's pushing you back towards being a healthy person. But somehow, somewhere along the way, that got convoluted or warped into, well, you're healthy and you love yourself. And we can't be having any problems with ourselves if we love ourselves. So if you love yourself, nothing can be wrong with you. Therefore, you're perfect the way you are. And then don't work on anything. So that's always the issue is that like, and that's what's happened with so many of these left-leaning narratives is that they start off, I guess, kind of like the right ones where like the central idea I think is good. Like if we talk about like BLM or we talk about like black issues in the United States, there is truth that things like slavery or Jim Crow fuck with the position of black people today. But those, those reasons for why people are in the areas they are suddenly become justifications or rationalizations to never improve anything. Agreed. And yeah, now the explainer for why you are where you are has become the handicap or the crutch that's preventing you from succeeding. And that's the thing that drives me fucking crazy. Agreed. I mean, we were hundred percent. Like we talk about this all the time. Like the victim mindset is extremely strong in, the black communities they continuously complain and cry about laws that don't necessarily affect them right now and and, and honestly they might they might be not even in a situation where their family wasn't negatively affected by it but they will sit there and be like i need reparations or whatever it may be and my thing is like how is it that foreigners come to this country that don't even speak the language don't have an education are able to come here and build a business or make a guess make a you know six figures or whatever it may be or rise up the ranks faster than people that are born here raised here have an american citizenship and speak the language and have all the opportunities there's people that, you know, as you guys know, um, I don't know if you know Destiny, I, I was an agent for Homeland Security Investigations, and one of the crimes I investigated was human smuggling, and I would see people dying trying to come into the United States all the time from all different parts of the, the world, you know, dying from, you know, getting left in the in the brush, uh, in the desert, getting uh, crammed in vehicles, um, dying from heat exhaustion. I mean, in San Antonio about a month ago, they recovered like 50 aliens that died in the back of a truck. So. Seeing that with my own two eyes, seeing dead children, dead families, et cetera, coming here, struggling to try to get a better life. I have zero excuse for anyone that make excuses about systemic racism or whatever, whether it's black, Chinese, green. I don't give a fuck. If you're in the United States and you're poor, it's your fucking fault. It really is because this is the land of opportunity. And this is something that so I'll throw on both sides here. Um, it'll piss me off on the left, because like if you want to find some of the most anti-immigrant or sometimes racist people in the United States, it's going to be from those newer immigrant communities because these are the guys that are coming over. They're busting their ass. They're working as hard as they can. And they don't make excuses for anything. They don't. But then, and then I'll see it on the right where conservatives will, will utter this shit. We're like, I don't want these lazy fucking Mexicans coming to my country. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, are you serious? Yeah, they like, go really drive anywhere in the fucking summer and look who's on the roofs, like putting everything up. Like, look yeah, who's out there facts. busting their ass, driving, getting where, however the fuck they could do it. Like some of these people can't even fucking read yeah. and they're showing up working like 12 hour days. Like you can't call these people lazy. They're not. They work harder than than any other motherfucker. That's why they're taking your yeah, jobs. Yeah, at my, right? at my old yeah. job, right? It was a tech, tech company as well. I had a guy, one of my best friends on, on the team, Mexican, right? Me and him worked overtime. We did the most hours in the office. We started making more than our boss. And you know what it was? It was drive. Both immigrants want to be successful. Hey, you know what? Everyone's like, you know what? Let's, let's go get a beer. Let's go drink. Let's go party after work. We're like, bro, we need to make money, bro. Like, we're not going to be here four years plus. They were like, you know what? We'll get a retirement. Uh, we'll get a, a pension, whatever. We'll get like retirement, whatever. I'm like, bro. We're here to make money and be successful. So we worked harder than everybody else. And we were were immigrants. So it's like, it just depends on your mindset, bro. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't just a black community. This is any community where they're making excuses for where they're, it tends to, if if people have been here for generations, a lot of times they'll just like not value the opportunity that they have living in the United States. Whereas like people will like fucking try to die to get here. You know, even people from first world countries try to come here. You know how many Canadians sneak into the United States to try to get opportunities here or overstay their visas, especially here in fucking Miami to get opportunities. Like even people from first world countries that want to be here in the United States. So I look at it like if you piss that away, man, and you're poor, no fucking excuse. Just like with fat people, if you're broke or you're fat, 
It's always your fault because I know someone that probably has one arm that wishes he could fucking go to the gym and train. And I know someone else that's in a third world country that would kill somebody to be able to come in here. Meanwhile, your dumb ass is sitting there whacking off, watching porn all day, wondering why you're a fat fucking loser. You know what it is? Comfort. Yeah. And, and convenience, honestly. So just say, I want to know, like, where do you I was going to the- say real, oh, yeah, real please, quick on that? Because, yeah, sure. oh, my God. And then, and you, yeah, then you go. Sorry. The um, there are the this is this kills me the most being 33 years old, when I hear somebody who's 19 or 20, they tell me their life is over and they're hopeless. I'm like, dude, I would give, I would- Those are left-leaning people. Stupid. I would know there's a lot of people, a lot of lost people. I'm like, bro, you're 20 years old. You haven't even started to live yet. You can do any anything. Like the whole world is in front of you. Or when you see people, even people that are overweight, like if you are a healthy individual, if you can get out of bed on your own support, you don't have a wheelchair in it, you're already in an amazing starting spot. You can be a dude that's 5'11 and you weigh 280, 290, 300 pounds, that starting spot, assuming you're healthy, no chronic conditions, you're still in an amazing place yeah, to start. Absolutely. You have such an amazing road ahead of you if you just like put in a little bit of work. And on the on the second thing, just as like a self-improvement thing, um, you have no idea how much time you have in the day. You shit away so much time looking at your phone, do whatever. Yeah. You block out just fucking 30 minutes or one hour. You could become like a world expert at anything in like one year. It could be an instrument. It could be fucking gym. It could be whatever. Just 60 minutes a day is an unimaginable amount of time. You haven't said any of this in our debates. I'm wondering where you draw the line between being complacent and like toxic hustle culture. Because I've always said like anyone can get rich. You're like, well, it's hard for people. Not everybody has the same circumstances. And left-leaning people make a lot of excuses for the reason. They they, they encourage complacency way more than people on the right. So I'm wondering where you stand on that. Okay. So you analyze – on the very highest level, when I'm analyzing things, I'm the most progressive motherfucker in the world. Um, we need to talk about systems. We need to talk about like the structures of racism, oppression, like things that affect wide groups of people because these systems are real. They do affect people. But if you get me down to an individual, and I'm talking one-on-one to somebody, I'm the most like libertarian, anarcho person in the world. Nobody's going to do shit for you. You're the only one that cares about yourself. You need to do whatever the fuck you can to improve your position because nobody else is going to care about you like you do. So are right? you left-leaning so, just because you're a streamer? No, no. It's just there's like there's a there's a different level. First of all, I'm already banned for not being left-leaning enough. So nice try. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, I've got the perfect story for being a fucking conservative okay lived on my own since i was basically 17 okay self-made fucking millionaire self-made that nobody in my family helped for shit okay so i got a good conservative story if i wanted to be but no i just think that so the problem is that people on the right won't acknowledge like real issues that exist right people on the right will say some stupid shit like yeah i think family is really important and you know like my grandpa my great grandpa and shit like you know the contributions they made to my parents that really helped me in life and then they'll turn around and say some shit like i don't think jim crow matters that was in the 60s it's like bro this family doesn't have a fucking house because they weren't allowed to live in this part of but the we city we're saying that red that's fine if you don't that. say that uh, it, what people in the red I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying it not saying it exactly but i'm saying that, is that there are truths on both sides that have to be um they, they, you have to take them again or synergize them to get a good view of the world if you just look at everybody as you haven't accomplished this you're a fucking failure and then you come or you come on the left over here and you say like oh well nothing is your fault you have no responsibility both sides of these he acknowledges are missing. inadequacies yeah i understand a crucial yeah. Of the story. i see what he's saying he like, acknowledges like, inadequacies. Here's, like, this, it's not an excuse but you acknowledge it yeah here's you, you acknowledge it so that you can overcome it yeah that's the point All but right. like here's something i'll say right a middle class person and i don't mean to come down on anybody here but like if you were born middle class and you're middle class your whole life you didn't accomplish shit. You showed up to life every day and you did fine. You went to school, you went to college and you got a job and that's great. But those same people that started, okay, 
middle class and ended up middle class. We'll look at people that are lower class and these people mm -hmm. will stay lower class and they'll look down on them. And it's like, wait, hold on. You didn't improve your lot in life at all. You stayed the same the whole fucking time. Why would you look down at a guy, you know, who's a, who's making 24K a year who came from a family of people making 24K a year? It's not like you're a millionaire now and you had every right to be, right? Because if you were born middle class in America, in the United States of America, the fucking world is at your fingertips, right? There are people that are 14 becoming YouTube stars. There are people that are learning computer programming, all sorts of shit, right? You showed up every day and you're going to make fun of the guy beneath you who didn't have half the opportunities you did. That's the issue that I have okay, when, I, when like, I talk about the on the right side. That's a disagreement yeah. with the conservatives. But what sure. is your overall disagreement with the Red Bull space? Because the only thing you brought up was the materialism, and we kind of you know showed that. I think it's true. the materialism, and I think it's the the hyper fixation on the individual sometimes without acknowledging that, like, yeah, there are structures that like fuck with people that are going to make it harder. Um, it, it, and I think there's a fine line to balance it. Not all red people are as bad as all other red pill people. Like I've seen some that are okay. Assuming Myron, your positions are as you say they are, I'll probably yeah. agree with you on quite Just a bit. Honda. But then there are other people that are <laughs> true. Yeah, I'd grab, I'd grab a forty thousand dollar car that I like, and I don't want to buy it anymore. Oh, so, my thing is like two thousand bucks, if that. Sure, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, I, you know, I, I got the, I brought my car back because I had it in college. I drove it across the country when I was an agent. I drove it from Connecticut to Georgia, from Georgia to Texas, then back to Florida, and it keeps me grounded. Remind has has good memories, and I will never get rid of it. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I, my thing is like, I'm really big into real estate, take all my earned income and dump it into that. Mm -hmm. So that's what like makes me happy, like building like kind of a, like an empire, real estate empire. So for me, it's like not really the materialism. It's just that I'm accruing money so that I can help my family in times of need. Like we had some stuff going on. I pay all my parents bills and take care of them as well. So, uh, or a majority of their main bills. But um, I think that's the most important thing. And that goes back to what you were saying for as far sure. as like experiences and being able to help the people that you love versus like, I'm just going to spend my money like a retard on uh -huh. stupid shit. But if that makes you happy, right? I, I, it is what it is. I think a lot of people at some point, once they buy enough materialistic things, they start to get tired of it yeah. and it'll help them at least realize, okay, this is not what I wanted. And then uh -huh. that might drive them to go ahead and formulate those relationships or create those experiences or maybe that materialistic stuff, help them create an experience. Everyone is different, but yeah. I'm a firm believer that um, money does not buy happiness, but it really is a good down payment. I think we're pushing more so than anything else to freedom because freedom means, for example, yeah. with the power to I make agree. change. Uh -huh. If I just say, I mean, that's all day, right? I do my job. I'm the same. I could talk about change. I could want change. I can't really do much. If I have money now, I can actively make a change either in my life or other people's lives. We're just sure. saying, look, if you're going to be on this earth, at least have the capability to make a change. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. if, you, if, if money, I mean, it's like um, money's not everything, but not having it is right. Yeah. yeah. If you're broke as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. It's the only thing and this is why, yeah. And it's hard to, to flip the switch on this because when because I so I was a carpet cleaner before I got into streaming and my life was falling apart, falling mm -hmm. behind on my house payments. Uh, girlfriend was pregnant. Everything. I got fired from my casino job working as a carpet cleaner and everything is fucked. Oh. And in that position here, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, hearing people say shit like, oh, money isn't everything. Money's like, motherfucker, money would solve like 80 percent of my problems. Yeah. OK, yeah. fuck you. All right. Yeah. Money is everything when you don't have it. Yeah. And I empathize with that position. But something that you don't learn it until you're on the other side side is there are a lot of and you guys should see this if you're in this uh i'll say this medium yeah right this, there are a lot of people with a lot of money that are fucking miserable yeah and that's Agreed. wild to 100%. see i would have thought that was impossible and i know so many influencers so much talent so many instagram girls like damn dude you must be doing crazy shit fucking like mad like you got to have the best life and they're fucking miserable a lot of yeah. these people aren't even fucking as much as you think they but would hold be. on and i'm like are you serious yeah go on the other end mm -hmm. i know many people with money that are very happy and successful they're probably and together. So it's but, all about the mindset. Because, like, for example, right? Dude, mm -hmm. you know what makes me really happy? Being able to is being able to say, you know what? Mom, my mom is retired in her own house in her own car. Uh -huh. That for me makes me happy. So what after that, buying cars when it's stupid shape. That's because I, I want to. But having that capability to do that, 
made me super happy. For We're sure. just saying, look, at the end of the day, you have freedom to do whatever you want. And people are happy regardless. It's a mindset. I could be poor happy or rich and happy. It's a mindset. So if you had a choice to make, would you be poor happy or rich happy? Me rich happy all the time. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I can agree. I think so. I like yeah. it's. I, I would say that the comparison might be like fighting, right? Mm. You're probably not going to be a good fighter if you don't spend any time in the gym. But going to the gym all fucking day is going to make you a good fighter, right? There, it's two totally separate things that you have to work yeah. on. So like getting your money up, making yourself a better person, that's that's good. I just feel like I don't hear enough people talk about the other side of like, and maybe you guys do, and I just miss it because I don't watch. I don't watch much of anything. You see the TikToks, and then you would yeah, maybe a lot of yeah, stuff. yeah. People just don't talk about that building the life fulfillment part as much. It just feels like it's always the yeah. focus on. That's why we're so big on like having a purpose and like yeah. um, creating something. You know, I think I think with men, if you you know, depression really hits and you get sad when you're not like building towards something and building something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was on the job with law enforcement. Um, one of the fat, biggest ways that guys die besides like getting shot at for being complacent was after they retired from the job. It's a very stressful job, but it keeps you on your toes, etc. They don't have anything to live for anymore. And a lot of times they die a few years after retiring. And that I think that kind of plays into the man's innate need to be able to create something or having some kind of purpose. And that's why I'm so big on not chasing girls because it's a fleeting purpose. It's you're never going to feel accomplished doing it mm-hmm. versus if you can, you know, create a dent and change someone's life or help people out or create value to the world. That's going to be way more fulfilling. Then the bitches come after that. Yeah. So yeah. I will say I got a command destiny. You're definitely more open-minded than I thought. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm an open, I've been through, I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of sides of a lot of things. So yeah. yeah. Um, well, I already knew because I watched this content before I was prepared. <laughs> I already knew it was I watched, grab most of the stuff. part with Sneeko, we talked about um, <laughs> your daughter. Um, but yeah. We'll come out to that. <laughs> what did I say? No, no. Uh, was it? Was it uh, I forgot who it was. I didn't talk about that. No, no. The question was uh, brought up. Um, oh, would you let your daughter, daughter date somebody? Yeah. That's how I mean, dying. What did I answer about that? I said <laughs> yes. You said yes. You said yes. After a, a long, long pause. pause. You were like, yes. <laughs> would right. you? Would you? I don't want to be the only one to answer that question. <laughs> we we answered it, remember? Yes. Yeah, better than having a weak man. I'd rather have like a strong man who could provide. But I think the, the long pause was the issue. I should answer quicker. I mean, if you're on no, point. the pause is good. It shows thoughtfulness, reflectfulness. That's <laughs> no, good. Don't no, listen no, to these no, fucking guys. Trying to like, you're stupid. You're stupid. Yeah, you don't want to be the bot. Okay, you're thinking. They type the good. pause, not not the answer. Uh, Facts. All right, we'll yeah. read this real quick. Mary goes, Sneeko, uh, saludos de Mexico. Did you get uh, threats after exposing idiots from Twitter after you made clear about your makeup? I'm not Mexican, and yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Fresh to BBC. Apologies for being late, fellas. Had to bust uh, one on this super thick Latina shorty. We've been lucky that we here right now. Shorty cheeks was moving, but glad we could make it fresh make it quick though i'm trying to get busy again this nigga bro she was not latina guys uh european uh 50 bucks from alvin sam why are you ratting on him man? <laughs> what the fuck bro <laughs> yo this nigga yo dog, dog. Alleg- allegedly Mary. and she's Alleg- annoying as fuck but anyway that's all other- what? alvin sam 50 bucks goes uh pro blast <laughs> complaint nigga, bro he's tight that you're late man it, it, you you want to get on your ass right now no nah, man chill <laughs> <laughs> Alvin Sam, uh, bro, pro blacks <laughs> complain about blackface, but in 2004, the Wayans brothers did whiteface in the movie White Chicks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason Fredrickson, this one goes for all the men out there, Spartans, and that's uh, ARS. Uh, I think that's Argentinian, right? Is that 100 bucks? Yeah, I think that's 100 bucks, man. Yeah, Don't so Marco, thank you so much, my friend. Chris, you got to hit the Don Marco, my friend. Um, you back there? Yeah, I'm dealing with the girlfriend now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Maverick S. Uh, Destiny is right because the world right now has become uh, has becoming mega beta feminized to the point that being masculine like Andrew Tate is no longer needed for modern men. 
can't for the giant meteor to come. Can't wait for the yeah, giant meteor to come. I think <laughs> really Asteroid. Yeah. Um, and then we got 50 bucks from Jay Dewalo. I see Destiny is criticizing Tate based on viral clips instead of watching entire interviews because nice. his message is the same that Myron has stated. He talks about becoming a better person and that life is best when you have a woman that cares for you. Yeah, he does talk about or that. women. I will say the long-form content I've seen is him debating. I've got kind of a friend called uh, XQC. And that's, those are the long-form conversations I've seen with him. I haven't seen too much else besides that. Just like what, were your, what were your thoughts on that, uh, that conversation? <clears throat> um, that XQC... Uh, perform not too well. Hey, listen, he's from Quebec. Okay, that's yeah. how they talk up there. Yeah, um, <laughs> can't help it. Not a wonder. If you all had a flat fee for advertisement on your channel, what would it be? Um, DM <laughs> Fresh. Myron. No, have him, have him DM you. I get too many, bro. All right, DM Unplug Fit on Instagram uh, and just type in promo in all caps, and I'll and I'll answer you. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. It's not gonna be cheap. It's yep. not going to be cheap at all. So, um, you've asked someone goes 50 bucks. Destiny, who's at fault for the destruction of a two parent household in today's society? The right or the left? That's Ooh, actually a good question. Know the answer. Uh, that's complicated as fuck. <laughs> it, so, it seems like, and there's a ton of writing, ton of research, ton of things going on on this, but it seems like right now there's like two big issues at play. Um, one that you guys will probably like to hear is women given the opportunity to pursue education and careers will put off having a family a little bit more because yeah. who wants to stop their life at 21 to like have a kid? That's a big thing. And then the second thing is people are having harder times getting the economic freedom getting your money up um, mm. to move out and have their own house because everybody wants to live in these like huge cities that are getting more and more expensive yeah. and nobody wants to start a family when you're living in the basement with your mom and dad so yeah I, I think those are like the two big things I don't know which one is a bigger factor everybody argues back and forth on it but when people have the money to like move out it seems like they're more likely to live in their own place and start families and b- both of those things are playing a big factor in right now yeah, yeah. There, I mean yeah there's there's yeah. many yeah it's a multivariate um, issue you know you got you got feminism you got birth control you got um you know, the feminization of men while the simultaneously the masculinization of women, um, you know, putting off uh, the women chasing education. You know, women dominate college campuses nowadays and women are starting to out earn men 60, in a lot of cities. And college campuses. Yeah. And they're starting to out earn men in a lot of cities as well. I predict in the next 10, 15 years, women are going to start earning men pretty much all across the United States. Yeah. Um, on average, but not the extremes. Yeah. Yes. On average, on average, um, you know, men are still going to probably the highest earning people are, st- you know, just like with everything in, in life, like women tend to, you know, mo- congregate in average. They tend to be better than most, most guys, but the best, but the best and the worst and the are worst. almost always men on yeah. the bell curve. Right. So the smartest people are men. Then the dumbest people are also men. But when it comes to like average, you take average chicken, average dude, that woman is more than likely going to be smarter than him to some degree. Like my boss babes out there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a, yeah, it's a multivariate thing. So you, so you would, okay. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, agreed. Uh, Zentians, Destiny missed the fact that 80% of men are, uh, sexually invisible to most women coupled with high likelihood of coming from a single mother home. Men have minimal reasons to improve. The RP is a stark message amid, uh, amidst male subversion and stop the self deletion rates. Uh, thank you so much for that. Zentians. I appreciate it. Yeah, please go ahead. So I, I think here's one of the issues that I have with again, fuck people on the left and right. I sound like a fucking centrist, but um, the, <laughs> you the, are, man. the the issue so I think is a lot of stuff has changed in the world with regard to technology. Okay, and I think everybody on the left wants to blame like the patriarchy and racism, and then people on the right want to blame feminization of men or f- feminism or whatever. Um, but I, I think that a lot of our lives have fundamentally changed in ways that people aren't even aware of in an incredibly short amount of time. Um, When I was in school Mm -hmm. uh, and Facebook came out, 
originally it, there were like four things on Facebook. It was like DMing. It was uh, checking in for like group events. Yep. And it was like posting your fucking wall. Yep. Um, like okay. That's all that Facebook had. And you, need, you even needed a dot. They used to call address. it the wall, not even the timeline. The wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't a timeline back yep. then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back then, online shit only existed to augment your real life. Yes. The reason why Agreed. you got social media is because it helped you connect with friends more. Because back then, like a lot of us weren't using cell phones as much yet. It wasn't a requirement to fucking text everybody. Yep. Like, MySpace. You yeah. And, and people use these things to make their real life better. But at some point, past 15 years it became real life it became real life yeah. i don't use facebook or discord to connect with real life friends i use facebook and discord to get friends and that's that's not the same thing there is something that is fundamentally lost in human interaction when you are living and i say this to somebody that fucking lives in front of his computer 14 hours a day but i still understand the importance of like face-to-face -face interaction right like seeing you in person seeing you guys in person doing it there's a reason why you do this podcast in person and you don't do it on a fucking zoom screen yeah right it's a totally different experience yeah and and people are losing that and it's getting more and more extreme, but because it plays into these like really bad, I would say evolutionary traps that make us feel good, we keep pursuing it even more. A really good example of this, a lot of people get triggered at me when I say this, I think work from home is probably a really bad idea because for a lot of people, <laughs> the only face-to-face -face interaction they might get a day is like saying hi to the barista at Starbucks or seeing their coworkers. And now you've got, I'm sure there are some people that like, they don't have to commute, they work out more, they say something like, that's great. But you got a lot of motherfuckers now that haven't left their front door in 12 fucking months except to pick up like a DoorDash or an Uber Eats. Ain't that you? Um, no, I get out. I'm fucking here right now. What the fuck? I travel. Yeah, I stream a lot, but you, you work on my home. Instagram. Okay, I travel all over the fucking world. I got all friends right. everywhere. I got people I see. Okay, I do shit. Okay, because he's outside. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd, but I do get outside. I see the value of it. Um, but yeah, like that, that being locked in your room, like doing your work on your computer screen. You like, you wake up, you're fucking working, then you get off and you play fucking League of Legends, and then you talk to people on Discord, and then you go to sleep, and you repeat that for 365 days. That has to rot the fucking mind more than feminism, more than patriarchy more than anything else that atomization where you are like this individual entity like robot living in a fucking room and not interacting with anybody is going to do horrible things to who you are i, I agree i used to work in tech as well and we had a, a kind of social network regarding work because we had like a ping pong table we had like you know a coffee table as well we had like a game room a tv a movie room uh -huh. and like you know you have to be social in that environment and then covid happened and you have to go home to work and it's like bro you're in your home eight hours a day doing nothing it's like bro like you you, you start to go crazy honestly it's it's, mm -hmm. it's like and we've conven exactly. everything is so convenient i can order groceries i can order anything off fucking amazon Instacart. i don't have to wait in line anywhere yeah. i can deposit checks on my fucking phone with my wells fargo app like i don't have to see anybody ever if i don't want to you know if yeah. i didn't go outside after work i felt like i was like being like i don't know dumbed down mm -hmm. it was weird so I, I would say this with with um because you made some fantastic points as far as like um the internet changing the world and people are on the internet now to make friends versus augmenting their experiences with their in real life friends and i'm i'm, I'm 32 so i'm right there with you mm -hmm. i remember myspace i remember facebook i remember these apps uh were used to kind of enhance your situation versus like you need it for a situation nowadays yeah. my only thing is is that technology has it's hurt men and benefited women and what i mean by this is that a guy, right? Like men typically have to be the ones to approach. They have to be the ones to engage in interactions with the opposite gender when I'm talking about the process of courting. Um, and with girls, you know, they're able to get that attention from men. They're able to get opportunities given to them. And what it's basically done is, you know, it's changed the dating landscape significantly. You know, you had a girl that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, right? She had to go outside to meet a guy or a guy had to approach her to Starbucks, or whatever it may be. Now with the advent of Instagram, the advent of online dating apps um, and all these modern conveniences women get more opportunities now than ever before so what happens is like uh, from what zentians is saying is that a majority of men now aren't even considered as suitable candidates and uh yeah there's 
Okay, so okay, sure. I'm gonna come over here to the ultra red pill side for a minute, and I'll I'll explain. I knew it. What's happening here? Okay. Okay. So here's what's happened. Women, and I love this. Okay, you were complaining about fucking boss girls or whatever. Girl boss. I love girl boss. I love those type of women. Okay, I okay. do. But what's happened is, is women have stepped into more and more traditionally masculine roles. Mm-hmm. They're earning more money. They're handling their shit. They're stable. There's more to them than just looking pretty. This is what women have done. But men are not allowed to step in traditionally feminine roles. So all of these women who, you know, up until fucking 1970, 1980, maybe, like basically just to show up and they're okay. Find a husband and you're decent, right? Yeah. Now they've taken the masculine role of like, hold on, I got a career. I'm working. I'm smart. I get to handle my shit. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, can I just like be somebody that like take care of the household? Like, let me like cook and clean shit. Fuck no, you're a fucking loser. Wait, hold on. But that's what you did 40 years ago. Because 40 years ago when men were being men, you guys were allowed to like do the feminine roles of like cleaning house and doing all that shit. And that's all you really did. You didn't really bring much to the table besides like controlling a household. But now that women have stepped into the masculine role, they're looking at all these men and, you know, studies show this. Women are earning more and more and more and more they still won't date down socioeconomically. They yep. still won't date a poor guy. And I was like, well, hold on. And I remember watching a Tommy Lauren video conservative. She's like, where are all the good men at? Where the blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, a lot of men have kind of become like what the old housewives used to be. They don't really bring much to the table. They could probably run a household, but that's it. But that's not enough for the women that have now like masculinized themselves. And I was so. actually going to, uh, well, you took the words out of my <laughs> mouth. I was going to say, because it's a two part, it's a compounding issue. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have more options, but now they're also earning more money. So what's going on now is that women are making more money, they have more options than men. So why the hell are they going to go ahead and look at a guy that makes 40, 50 K per year, yeah, five yeah. foot eight average man, the average man is invisible to a lot of women. As a matter of fact, you know, we've interviewed now almost 1500 women. When we tell women, the average guy in the United States is about five foot eight, five foot nine, making somewhere between 37,000 to 52 K per year in the United States, depending on what state they're in, they all go, Oh, what are you talking about? Ew. And that's the world that we're in now because women's taste in men has went up also with Instagram. They're able to see what's out there. Yeah. Um, then so, you're in Kevin Samuel's world where you've got a woman calling in who's like, I'm 33, I've got two kids, I'm single, go. I want a guy earning Stupid. 120K a year. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you yeah. talking and, about? And like, what? We, delusion. We, we have a female delusion calculator that we use, and yeah. it's hilarious because so many women almost always either score four out of four or five out of five cat bags because it's a little cat bag score that we use. And most women are looking for the same archetype of guys. As much as these women say, I'm different and I'm not the same like these other girls, they're, they're attracted to the same goddamn things. Mm-hmm. So um, they become the men that they want and going back to what you were saying uh fantastic point as far as like um women making more money and uh, uh, not conceding and wanting a guy that's more feminine the thing is this i've always said it men are expected to be masculine all the time while women can pick and choose when they want to be ladies so right. if they want to go ahead and enter the workforce and be masculine we're supposed to accept that if they want to be a lady we're supposed to accept that and we're supposed to augment whatever they want however they will not tolerate us switching our roles so if a guy was to say you know what i'll stay at home with the kids or whatever it may be that might work a little bit but we know a big predicator on women divorcing a man actually is her earning more money than that guy. And uh, women typically want a guy that makes about 50 to 58 percent more money than she does. So and a lot of girls because people get mad. Oh, Myron, you just bring stupid girls on the show nope. that don't understand anything. Blah, blah, blah. I would argue the more educated and the more money a woman makes, the more hypergamous she is and the more she's le- she's less willing to tolerate, tolerate a guy that's yeah. not financially um, together. I will say. Um, I'll now I'll come back to the loop hill. One other thing that, that factors into this a bit too yeah. um, is I think when you look at studies, I think it's like 30, I want to say like 38 or 37% of women are okay being single. They'll like remove themselves from dating markets to be okay. And I think on the man side, it's like in the low 20s. For how, old, how old were they though? I don't know what the age range was, but I think okay. in general, it's a trend that women are usually more okay being single than men are. I don't mean fucking. I mean, just like being in a relationship. They're, they like being single. So maybe they're fucking whatever. They're not in relationships. And I think 
one of the reasons why that happens, and this is where I will attack a lot of like the hyper-masculine stuff that Red Pill sell, is men are horrible fucking friends to each other. When you listen to two women talk, like she might go through some shit and she's like, man, I got this going on. This is how I feel about this. And they're talking to each other and bouncing their feelings up. They have like these, they have, they have these really rich and fulfilling friendships with each other. Women? Yes, they do. Treggy? They do because when well, you listen hear, to two, when you listen to two men talk to each other, okay, this guy might this motherfucker might be ready to kill himself, and he's like, John, what's up? He's like, not that much, man. How you doing? Yeah, you know. And then like, like it's like, what the fuck is happening? Guys suck at talking to each other. We do. It, it, like the emotional connection that we have with each other I is completely. absolutely fucking abysmal. It's Women lie to is. each other. They might say it, but here's another thing too, and it's one of the reasons why men outside of relationships are so miserable. If you are a man and you find a woman. Oftentimes, this is going to be the first person you can actually connect with on an emotional level in your entire fucking life. Because you don't connect like that with your bros. You don't connect I mean, like that with guys and you have conversations. It usually takes a woman in a man's life to do it. But for a woman, she doesn't need a man for that emotional connection. She can get a lot of emotional connections from her friend group. I think it's a, that's a misconception of like the liberal world that we live in. I think it's just, as soon as you show a woman weakness, she might like give you empathy in the moment, but she remembers that. And she logs it in her brain disagree. as a moment that you're pussy. And it'll, I, come, up, it'll come up later because women aren't strong. Women use information to lash at you I hear it so this is how i view this and i hear this a lot that if you show vulnerability to a woman it's bad in my worldview vulnerability is something that you have to earn if you're a guy and you're a baby bitch and you're crying and all this shit all the fucking time yeah people are gonna look at you like you're weak and then those guys will go online and be like i was vulnerable by a woman she left me well because all you are is vulnerable but if you're a strong stable person you got your shit together right and like your fucking mom dies or some shit and you have a huff, you know rough day you're crying or whatever it's fuck it happens it's a shitty day i think she'll respect you for that for being able to connect to with her on that level and you go back to normal you're not like destroyed you're not crying all the time you think but that I, women are better friends than the men i think that women are better friends to men than men are to men absolutely oh, but not to each other because women will end a friendship over a birthday dinner where someone's late and i mean <laughs> you say that but like there's a reason why the saying bros before hoes exists and it's because men don't put bros where there are men that will disappear. But they find a girl, they're gone from their friend group for fucking ever. Everybody's got at least one friend who, where the fuck is, you know, Johnny Ben? Oh, we found another girl. We're not going to see that dude for six months. Like men disappear from their friend groups and shit all the time over dumb reasons. Like it happens. Like I, everybody has problems. I'm just saying that in general, for, for the vulnerability thing, you can be vulnerable. But it's a, it's a moment that you have to earn, right? It's like that saying that like, you know, not to be sexist, but like, you know, mom cries all the time, whatever. But when dad cries, some serious shit has happened. But you don't lose respect for your dad. You just know that, like, if he's that emotionally affected, there's some gravity to that situation. If you are upset and you are a strong, stable man and you sold that to your woman, you are that, then, like, you can be vulnerable, but it has to be, like, so in a situation the, with a lot of gravity, I think. What's the first thing a woman brings up in an argument, in a heated argument where she needs some ammunition that has no Super depends on what you're fighting about. <laughs> has, you, they bring up the weakest thing to, to hit you. I mean, it depends on what you're, I mean, guys do that shit to women too. You're fat. I don't like you, bitch. Like I fucked your sister. I don't know. People, men will say crazy. Everybody says crazy uh, shit. No, arguments. I'll say this. I, yeah. I, I mean, it, this is like, a, you know, very an, an anecdotal conversation, but as far as like, you know, of who, course, who lasts sure. longer in friendships, uh, from my experience and what I've seen, um, I've seen that men to tend to hold friendships longer than women do. Um, because with men, we're very simple creatures and we kind of understand, like, I'm still friends with the guys that I went to high school with. Uh -huh. We have the same interests. We, you know, reconnect on nostalgia, watching Dragon Ball Z or whatever it may be. Cause guys, uh, you know, you could be 15 years old watching Goku fucking charge up for a spirit bomb. Then you can be fucking 35 years old watching the same shit, same shit, 20 years later with women. They change a lot. And as they change, they change with their friends group a lot as well. And the thing with women, I've always used this, this funny example that, when guys meet each other, they say, oh, you piece of shit. What's up, man? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. I hate you. Okay, you're a loser. That's why, you know, you get no bitches, blah, blah, blah. That guy will walk away, and then they'll say, 
yo, that's a fucking good dude. I love that guy. But with women, women will walk up and say, oh, girl, I love your dress. You're oh, so you look pretty. fantastic. You're beautiful. Did you lose weight? Oh, my God. And then as soon as she walks away, she's that a fucking, fucking whore. Ugly bitch. Like with women, it's they're not over in their communication, which you, you were kind of like alluding to, like when the guy's going through it, like his buddies aren't going to sit there and be like, oh, it's OK, bro. They're like, ha, you fucking pussy. Ha, ha, ha. And I think that kind of comes where it's kind of on you as a man. You're responsible for your friend group, which is why you got to surround yourself with winners and guys that kind of understand. And my thing also, as far as like being vulnerable, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is earned. If you're crying all the time and saying, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. But versus a guy that has his shit together and then, you know, a tear drops because his mom dies. Well, that's understandable. I get it. However, we tell guys, if you're going to be vulnerable, you're going to cry, you're going to be sad or you're going through some shit. You're better off sharing that with your guy friends because the guys aren't going to use it against you mm -hmm. later on in arguments. And it's not going to, it's not like your guys are going to like lose arousal for you, lose attraction for you with a woman. It's a toss up. Some girls respond very favorably to extremely strong guys. that are stoic. Some girls like it. But my thing is this, and there's studies that show this as well. Women don't really know what they're aroused by. They know what they're attracted to allegedly, but they don't know, really know what they're aroused by. Okay. And, um, and I can go into that stuff if you want me to, but I would say this. If you have someone, right, that doesn't even know what they're aroused by, why would you open up Pandora's box and cry in front of her, not knowing how it may affect her psyche and attraction for you down the road? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know it's, I mean, that's it's part of the I mean, it's part of the game of figuring out relationships. I, I agree. Like, yeah, I mean, there are tons of horror stories like of like, um, fuck, I don't want to. And get, one more thing, too, bro, I was yeah, going to go just say, quick, yeah. um, as, as you come up with that horror story, like we've had girls on the show where they'll say. Like, I thought I wanted a vulnerable guy, and I watched my boyfriend cry in front of me, and it made me change my view of him forever. And she, like, just, like, lost respect for him. So, like, like girls a lot of the times uh -huh. don't know how they feel about something or how they're aroused by something or how they might even lose attraction for something until they actually experience it. And at that point, it may be too late. Too so late. I look at it like this. If it's something that's risky, right, where you have a 50-50 chance of it might help you or it might hurt you, I say mitigate the risk. Cry in front of your friends, show that vulnerability to them, be that hard rock for your girl, because I know for a fact that's going to keep you attractive. Now, can you open up and be vulnerable and potentially she might, you know, engage with you and it's going to, oh, my God, I love that you were vulnerable. I mean, that's possible. But is it probable? Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I like to mitigate risk. I, Sorry, yeah, yeah it, it would depend on the relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. types of people you go after, the type of person you are, you know, would hopefully weigh that. I would hope that when it comes to a relationship, you're not like flipping coins in terms of like, fuck, if I do this, I might be fucked. Um, so, like, like, yeah, I mean. Like all things in life, you have to weigh the risks. Of course. Like, I know the type of person I am. I know who I sell myself as. Uh, and I know how people perceive me. Like if I have moments of vulnerability with a woman, I've never had in my life where they thought I'm a weak person because that's not who I am. And I live my values and everything in every single facet of my life. Yeah. So that's, maybe I'll get a lucky one day. Maybe, well, oh shit, well, yeah. I fucked up. You know, you hear a lot of stories of- And we give this advice um, generally for guys. Yeah. Sure, generally, like, sure. For, for guys. Yeah, and you'll hear horror stories where, um, to, to your point, especially about the arousal thing, like, oh, like we tried a threesome or, you know, my husband wanted me to try pegging or whatever. And then they do it one time, like I can never see the same again mm -hmm. and i was like damn why the fuck did you even agree to do that what the mm -hmm. fuck that definitely happens so yeah you have to be careful things i will say one thing one comment or whatever on the friend on the guy friend thing i don't <laughs> know if it counts because you mentioned that like you mentioned guys will hold on to friendships longer that is true yeah but i think the guy definition of friendship is a little different it's because there are people that i know right now that i haven't talked to in like fucking five or ten fucking years yeah. and i can message them and i'd be like bro what's up we should play some fucking you know squad or we should play fucking csgo like, hell yeah let's do it it's like yeah that's my friend but then other people like, be like oh, you haven't talked to for 10 years how the fuck is that a friend so i feel like the standards for friendships are a little bit different but to, you know to your point yeah. like yeah we could probably hold on for friendships longer but i think to my point that's because the level of emotional depth sometimes is so much like more shallow that it's like yeah of course that's my that dude's my best friend like we used to play games all the time back in like 2008 but what would you prefer someone you could hit up 
two years later and say, you know what, bro, what's good? I pick up like you never left off or someone else like playing a game with you, like back and forth. Like, you know what? You're cool today. Not cool tomorrow. I prefer somebody I could call two years later. Yo, bro, how you been? Yeah. Oh, good, bro. Let's let's chop it up. I, and it's funny because yeah. on our show, right? We've been real like what? 1,400 plus women yeah, on the show? Almost 15. And we asked them around the table. We're like, who do you prefer as friends? Men or women? And you know, what, you know what's funny? Nine out of 10 times, what do they say? Men. Girls, even themselves, they don't want to be friends with girls because they know they're catty. They, they back talk. They're very like uh, drama driven. So we're just saying, look, as a guy, mm-hmm. for you, and even the, uh, vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable, if you're with a girl, right? And let's say, for example, she's not sure what she wants. And you have a chance of turning her off by being vulnerable. Why'd you do that to yourself? That, that, that's that's your girlfriend. But let's say you cry in front of her, you, you kind of like mess up, whatever. And say, you know what? Damn, I thought he was strong. Or she may say, you know what? Damn, you know what? I like that. But you never know. You're, you're, you're taking like a huge risk. Yeah, I mean, that's part. I mean, everything in a real, in a real relationship, there's a lot of moments of risk, right? Things could get but fucked up. Why jeopardize yourself? Why? Well I, well, I mean, because you might want that deeper connection with your partner. You might want to not want to feel like you have to be on guard. I'm Right? It. Like, maybe then maybe you should have never had her, right? I, like, if I have, I'm an emotionally stable person. I have my shit together better than most other people I've ever met. If I show one moment of vulnerability to my partner and she leaves me, fuck that bitch. I'll find somebody else. Like, you're not going to find anybody like me. I know you're not. So if you think you can do better, then you're free yeah. to go out the world and find leaving something. you with but that like, information. I think it's about using it against you when it comes well, into well, everybody let's, uses everything well, against you. Let's, let's, let's argue, not talk yeah. about us in particular. Remember <laughs> yeah. that, like, when we dispense this advice, we're saying, in general, it's mm-hmm. not a good idea or a good practice for guys to be vulnerable for their girl because we know Know that a lot of girls are not going to respond favorably sure. to emotional men. So yes. I'll meet you. I'll meet you halfway. Is, like generally, if you don't, don't know. Do it. If you don't know, don't do it. Yeah, I'll meet you there. Okay, yeah. I'll meet you halfway. Yeah, if you don't like, know, don't do it. Sure. Yeah. Also, to that, um, not to be sexist, but <laughs> hearing a bunch of girls say, "I'd rather have guy friends." Yeah, no fucking shit. You want people that are trying to fuck you constantly that you have yeah. like on a fucking string. Yeah, of course you. But that's not because their guys are better friends. They like the that's because they they like the attention. Yeah. Okay, that's a different no, thing. But course. I understand what you're saying. That, yeah, that's a good point. But that's yeah. but that's a component. That's like a the, sure. that's that's a component where like like girls enjoy that because because they get so many benefits. Like I've always said it. Like as a guy, you get no benefits from being a platonic friend with a woman versus like when a woman is a platonic friend with you, you All get benefits. she gets a lot of benefits. Security. She gets that masculine energy. She gets that security. She has someone that's not gonna necessarily judge her that she doesn't have to compete with. She could look like a fucking scrub and be okay versus when she meets up with her girlfriend she's got to dress up well and have that silent battle of of uh being attractive so women are able to how do i say this they can be mediocre from a look standpoint or be mediocre as far as like being engaging or anything like that but they're around guys so guys don't give a fuck you know what i mean a lot of guys will be happy just to be around a girl especially if she's attractive which is why if you look at like a lot of attractive women they almost always have male you know orbiters that just hang around and will be happy to be around her and i think as a guy, you're selling yourself short. I always, my analogy is like, um, a girl putting you in the friend zone is like you putting a girl in the sex only zone. If you hit the some girl up, zone. yeah, like you hit her up at 2 a.m., hey, come over and have sex. And then as soon as y'all fuck, you tell her, all right, get the fuck out of here. She will feel used. She'll be like, what the fuck? And even girls, like, are like when a girl's like a smash buddy with a guy for some degree, she's going to tolerate for a while because she's like, you know, I'm just giving this guy sex for nothing. Fuck that shit. But guys are so dumb. They'll sit there in the friend zone for decades and give away free attention and get used and not even understand their value. We had a girl come in the studio, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, you know her very well. And she had a guy for 20 years as a guy friend, right? And we say, you know what? Let's do a test. Give him a phone call. See her horny. Where are you at? So she calls the guy. Hey, love, I'm horny. Where you at? He's like, are you good? Are you drunk? He's like, yeah, I, I just want to be with you. Like, you know, we've been friends for so long. And they feel like you're the right one. Whatever. You hear the car door closes. Everybody driving over. He's like, oh. five minutes. He's like, <laughs> where the fuck you at? He pulls up to the studio live on air and comes up here. Yeah. He would have fucked her if we weren't here. Yeah. No, he's like 20 years of waiting 
for one day. So you know Maybe what? Maybe one yeah, day. Today. The, the most annoying part about that is that it, it is it is so socially acceptable to talk about power dynamics in relationships when they benefit the man. Nobody talks about them when they benefit the women. That really fucking bothers me. Like everybody will talk about the um, everybody will talk about the fuck zone. Right. Oh, you're you, oh, you know, that girl wants to date you. And here you are just having sex. with That's manipulative. Piece That's of evil. Shit. You're a piece of shit. Yep. And then it's like, oh, OK, well, you've got this guy that you've got giving you like wake up calls on Saturday, Sunday morning that you wouldn't touch with a 10 foot fucking pole. OK. And this guy like walks your dog, you know, for work. Like, how are you not abusing the fuck out of this dude? If anything, at the very least, fuck zone girls are just getting fucked physically. This guy's soul is getting fucked by you, okay? <laughs> you are rotting this man from the inside out. Let him go, okay? Free this poor man from his, like, servitude. Because holy fuck, you will... you. Man, I, I, I did that in high school. I used to yeah, be that no, like, I, simp fuck when I was like 14, 15 over a girl. And yeah. I see people do this behavior throughout their whole life where it's like, you've got this motherfucker on a string, dude. Like, let him fly away. Let him isn't go. Isn't that exactly what's happening to all men today because of social media, because of Instagram and OnlyFans? That's guys a are really big generalization. From- it's the same type of dynamic. Guys following <laughs> girls that are never going to follow him back. Guys subscribing and paying all this money to women online that don't even give a fuck about them. Sure, but I mean, That's it why men are so sad. Girls now. do it too. There's a lot of girls that'll hop in my DMs or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'll fuck, but <laughs> I'm not fucking dating you. Yeah. But right, so I mean, it'll happen on the same. But you're it'll famous. Happen. Girl, these are average yeah. girls doing this. Sure, but I'm saying like those girls aren't just looking for sex when they're DMing you. They want something more if they could get it. Mm. They want to be that girl that's like dating fucking Sneeko or yeah, but whatever, they're not getting like, miserable over that. They just go into the next guy. Uh, I've seen some girls. I can't fuck. Listen, there's it happens. Okay, girls will stalk guys and get fucking crazy over. I, I everybody. think the takeaway. Yeah. I think the takeaway here is that the 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 percentage of women that are manipulating guys and stringing them along is mm-hmm. far greater than the men that are that even oh, have the sure. capability yeah, of course. to string a woman along. So like the, the thing is, is that like the, the like female manipulation is one hundred percent accepted. And a matter of fact, I'll say encouraged in today's society, women finessing guys, Mm -hmm. but it is not accepted on the other end. If a guy is able to have sex with a bunch of girls and be a playboy or whatever, he's almost always going to be demonized for that. But if a woman plays guys, et cetera, it's it's encouraged. I mean, we have sugar daddy like um, we have a sugar daddy culture openly where women Uh say, yeah, uh, this guy just pays my bills or whatever. And I may or may not fuck him on whatever it may be. But could you imagine if a guy went on air and said, yeah, I'm I'm smashing these girls, but I'm not going to commit to any of them because they're all dumb hoes. Like, versus like, you know, like it'll never work. So and I like female manipulation is accepted and encouraged. It's really fucked up to say. And I, I know it bothers some people, but like, I think that Bill Clinton, fucking Monica Lewinsky, or getting blown by her. That was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. He was in a position of power over Mm -hmm. her in terms of employment. But you can't tell me that this woman didn't have any power over the strongest motherfucking man in the world. The most important position in the world. He was able to compromise that office because of a fucking woman. You can't tell me that she doesn't have some power there. That's unreal. But nobody will ever acknowledge that end of the situation, right? Or these esports players that'll go after these fucking like 17-year-old girls or whatever when they're like 21. Or people that'll like cheat on their single mothers. Like, yeah, like these guys are in a position of power they shouldn't do it. But you can't tell me there's no power there because these guys are risking a lot to yeah, do this the stupid shit. They're risking their whole fucking life. How, like even fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is fucking his uh, May. his May hunter yeah. fucking bed. Well, you can't tell me there's no power there. That it, is power, it, okay? Yeah, and not only that, it's 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 um we 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 demonize the men that like have sex with these girls, but we like don't put any accountability on the girls for like wanting a guy that's higher status than themselves. That, like let's keep it a thousand. The reason why a lot of those girls fucked Harvey Weinstein or the girls that fucked um you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger or the reason that girl sucked Bill Clinton's dick back then in the 90s is because women love 
a man that is superior to them. It's 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 in their biology. So it's like we don't hold women accountable for their carnal needs from the opposite gender, but we hold men accountable for. It. And I look at it like, are they not two consenting adults? Sure. Like, what's going on here? Like, why do we not? Why do we not roast them for that stupidity it's, as well? It, there has to be like the conversation has to involve all the parties involved. Like, and you, you can't just attack one end because you're missing yeah. half the story. And then that's where the red pill or the Jordan Peterson and everybody else could come in. Like, well, if you're not going to tell the other half, this motherfucker is. And you can't yeah. be mad when people follow them because you're not just, you're not acknowledging what's actually going on. No. Of course, nobody's listening to what you're saying. As, as much as we make fun of Pill Cosby, right? Like, they, he had a chick, right, that w- literally like was able to file charges on him, and this bitch was buying him Christmas presents. Like, what the hell is going on here, man? Like, uh, you know, the, the, the Me Too era is like kind of stepped into a point where it's like, come on, dude. Oh, like, I get it. You guys want to say believe all women, which is ridiculous in itself, because that assumes that women never lie, which they definitely do. Uh, they wear makeup. But that's a whole other story. But you're not. I thought feminism was about equality. If we're going to treat both parties equal, then we need to give both parties a fair shot as to hearing both sides of the story. And it's innocent until proven guilty. But in today's day and age, you're guilty until proven innocent, especially if some accusation comes out. It's equal only on their side, bro. Yeah, which is which is wild to me. Sad. Harvey started a lot of careers. So we got a lot of careers. <laughs> we got some chats here, by uh, the way. Yeah, and we got twenty three thousand of you guys in here right like now watching video, the fucking y'all. show. So like That's the goddamn crazy. video right now. Um, Destiny, your leftist liberal Democrat party is dead. Your party is uh, communism. The new American left. That's okay. <laughs> From Maverick, <laughs> S, thank you so much. Want, but... uh, we got Ferg in the house. Goes just Hi, want Ferg. to say thank you guys. Should make this a significant part of your show. Having people on who have differing opinions mm-hmm. is something we as young men don't get enough. It would be amazing to have a weekly episode like this. Love hearing both sides. Keep it up. Goals. Goats. Okay, thank you. I made millions off of shit coins, but none of it was from luck or buying coins. It was all from my competitor competence in figuring out the marketing formula and selling it to projects while uh, building a company and case studies and a 10 man staff. Was that luck, uh, destiny and Myron? See, I knew somebody was going to get triggered in the fucking chat and say that. Destiny, your example of Jim Crow laws and acknowledging that side is valid, but this space also speaks of picking yourself up by your bootstraps, irrespective of how much you've been beaten down, uh, especially in this era of affirmative action and sexist hiring job practices. Yeah, I mean, like I said, acknowledging that someone has a handicap, guys, doesn't mean that you're making an excuse for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, life matters 50 bucks. If you're born middle class and lived middle class your whole life, you haven't accompanied ish. That woke up, uh, woke me up. Not going live. Shout out to FNF, Shneko, Destiny, Fire Club. Yeah, that, that, that was a good point. True. That's a good point. Uh, you've asked someone, Destiny, on a scale of one to ten, how important is freedom to you, and why? And then please correlate your answer to why you consider yourself part of the left. Um, this is a hard one. I don't know how much you want to grab into this, but I don't think freedom is very important to many people at all. I think people like the idea of freedom, but um, there's an interesting book that was written on this called The Paradox of Choice. <laughs> but the reality is when you actually put more choices in front of people, they actually get more stressed out about picking the wrong thing. That's yeah. facts. They did that with um, ice cream. Yeah, yeah, with ice cream. With and ice cream flavors, and you yeah. can even feel that. Like if you go to a restaurant, and they give you a menu with like 50 things. That's some stressful shit. Like, fuck, I don't know if I want that. I don't want blah, blah, blah. Whereas you get like three items or whatever you pick it. I think that I think that people want roughly, people want to be able to pursue the things that make them happy. That doesn't always mean you need to be able to choose between 500 things. Sometimes it does, but not usually. Um, I think people just want to be able to carve out paths in their life in ways that make them happy. You don't need the freedom to be able to choose, uh, uh, you know, from 20 million different houses. Blah, blah, blah. You need the freedom to be able to choose like the job that you want or like to be able to have a family or to raise kids or, or that type of thing. So I don't think that having a ton of freedom is necessarily the most important thing, but you have to at least have to feel like you have the freedom to make the choices you want. That's a good point. Shorts to Jordan Welch go with the five hundred dollars. Jordan Welch, shout out to my friend. Appreciate that. www.steakle.net. That's my creativity kit. Is dropping on August twenty second, two thousand twenty two. We're revamping the whole creativity kit, and we're going to teach you how to make money online as an influencer. Um, if you want to do behind the scenes or in front of the camera, Jordan Welch, he just joined. Uh, just joined my team, 
and I'm very happy about him. He's a successful YouTuber in Miami. Thanks a lot, man. Damn. So yeah. we got an answer to the earlier dono. How much does it cost to advertise on the stream? <laughs> <What's the laughs> uh, Darnell uh, Elliott goes, uh, 200 bucks. I agree with the libertarian white gentleman. There is a lack of drive and victim mentality in the black community. However, another issue in the black community, unlike the Hispanic, Asian, and white community, is we don't have, uh, don't pass assets to our children. This is how wealth is passed down. That's true, but that's, that's once again our fault. Yeah, because uh, let's be honest, bro. Um, in the black community, they're more concerned with buying fucking Jordans and, you know, buying a bunch of stupid shit, driving Mercedes Benz and having Louis Vuitton bags and having Rolexes and all this other shit versus that's, buying assets. And that's kind of true, but like, I remember like you had like the whole Tulsa race riots. You had like the largest, wealthiest black community in the entire United States that was burned to the ground. Um, and, and then and then up through Jim Crow, like if you were black and you wanted to buy houses in certain areas, you couldn't like, buy it. Like, yeah, you you could could really couldn't do it. Yeah, oh. which is, and I, again, not to make excuses because today is today and you can't go into the past and change anything. You have to work as hard as you can today. But man, when you got, I, it just, it pisses me off when you get some of these white motherfuckers that have had houses that have been in their families for fucking generations, looking at people whose grandparents couldn't go to non-segregated schools, saying some shit like, well, why aren't you doing better? Like, well, where's your house? Like, motherfucker, your house was built before my family could even legally live here. <laughs> okay, like, what the fuck? It's not that. And, and I get it. Like, yeah. that's acknowledging, you know, a handicap. But, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, we got to have some accountability as well. Like, a lot of these people in these communities, and this isn't just a black community. This is like, if you look at any inner city, like, lower socioeconomic area, a lot of the times they spend all, all their money on dumbass liabilities and not assets. Sure. And a simple thing people do, well, I want to say white people do it, they do life, uh, life insurance. So when their father passed away, or grandfather passed away, guess what happens? When they die, let me transfer to the, to the next family, next, yeah. ge- next generation. So it's like, bro, they're constantly thinking about how can I pass on my legacy to ne- next generation? Yeah. A lot of the time it, it's said, and it's true that in a way being poor is a mindset as yeah. fucked as that is. Like yeah. there are, when you're poor, you make decisions that are, that can make you poor, you know? I yeah. in New York, there was a lot of free money given out of the pandemic to stimmy check all the unemployment checks. That shit all went to rental cars and Amiri's. Facts. <laughs> I mean, like if you work Facts. anywhere in, in Amiri- traditional markets, the saddest time of the year, the saddest time of the year, is in fucking April because mm. that's when the tax refunds come and you see how much people throw away on yeah. the dumbest fucking things. Absolutely. That's when everybody's getting a TV, everybody's buying huge dinners. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, guys, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that free money is not free. Uh, Lord Sneed goes, is the reason that Destiny is anti-RP because he says that there is nothing wrong with incest and lets his girlfriend whom he financially <laughs> supports sleep with other men? Whoa, <laughs> damn. Okay. It's a big philosophical argument. I am in an open relationship. I am an official. That's what I do. So you let your, your girl... Get a six foot four NBA players, yeah, or NFL players, yeah. Okay, I mean, everyone has their uh, <laughs> lifestyle. Uh, yes, yeah, Sue, love from Morocco, North Africa. Great content, guys. No offense to the guests, but his ideas are based on emotion. True. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I think he's talking about an overall, maybe, because right now it's been pretty. I like that he looks at both sides, though. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, Maverick S. I noticed that Destiny mixed up beta males and alpha males as the same character traits, spe- uh, especially when you mentioned about open up feelings. I think there's like a bad idea that in order to be a man, you have to like disregard like femininity and masculinity should be balanced in every person. Right. Like even in your hormones, like men produce some estrogen, women produce some testosterone. Like I, like it's part of you that you should be able to, as a strong man, have some feminine traits or as a strong woman, have some masculine traits. Like I think it's good to be balanced. I think when you shut off those things completely because you think that like being a man means you have to be the most extreme, unemotional person ever. That's how you get people coming back from like fucking Vietnam or Iraq that are like PTSD of the fucking brain because they feel like they can't open up or talk to anybody about anything. I, I think that I think that it is a weakness as a man to be a, unable to like address or handle or deal with your feelings in an open in an honest manner to, to not be able to do that and to feel like you've got to lock everything down and not process those things i think that's a person that ha- that has a weakness that they need to address okay I, I agree. I think the only thing is, is that you need to open it with other men that 
understand your uh, struggle and your experience. That's another reason too why like I am not a fan of opening up to women because men and women live different existences, man. Um, and I would argue in 2022, women have uh, sympathy and not empathy. Uh, yeah, they, they they definitely have sympathy and not empathy because they don't understand the male experience. And not only do they not understand the male experience, they don't give a fuck about the they male experience. Care. They've come on this podcast and we've had discussions about this. Most women don't even know that like one third of guys is either a virgin or hasn't had sex in the past year. Like women are grossly unaware about male struggles and why should they know because at the end of the day they have the privilege of the man approaches them regardless of how they behave like i've always said it like the reason why like girls know how to respond to men but they don't know what it takes to be attractive as a man to get the girl because they're kind of on the receiving end they just exist guys come to them but with a guy you need to not only be attractive in yourself and understand but you need to know women to be able to attract them you got to be a step ahead of them to be able to get laid any guy that has sex with a lot of women has a very strong knowledge and grasp of female nature however the most beautiful women, they'll be 21 and they don't understand men for shit, but At they're all. still able to be around high value men simply because their youth and beauty opens doors for them without them necessarily having to, having to perform. I think you overestimate the empathy that women have in general. I, well, no. <laughs> um, I will acknowledge that you can hear women say some real dumb shit, some hilariously you'll, you'll stupid hear it shit. Tonight. When you, uh, like, if you tell a woman, like, hey, you should try approaching a guy, and I've heard women say this multiple times, like, why would I approach a guy and say no? Do you know how horrible that would be to get shot down? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, of course. I'm a guy. I know how horrible it is to get shot down. Right. What the fuck do you mean? That's our everyday existence, depending on what kind of dating market you're in. But I will say on the flip side, too, guys are holy fucking brain dead when it comes to understanding some of the fears or struggles that women have sometimes, too. Really? Like, you, yeah, like guys what? will say stupid shit like, oh, like I'm meeting for a date. Why can't I just pick you up from your house? Like, why can't you just come back to my place or whatever? It's like, bro, you weigh 80 pounds heavier than this woman. You could fucking rape and murder this bitch in an instant if you wanted to. This bitch? Like, um, this lovely young queen. lady, right? This queen. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There are guys that have no concept of like the fear of like, you know, why, why won't you go to the bathroom and leave your drink in front of me? Like, I don't even know why there would be a problem as a guy. Like a lot of guys have no idea all of the random shit that women have to kind of navigate in the dating markets too. Um, so I agree that like women, women, yeah, women definitely lack empathy when it comes to male struggle and male experience a lot. That is absolutely fucking true. And they'll say some dumb shit, but I hear guys say a lot of really fucking stupid shit but, too. But here's so, my point though. Yeah. Here's my point. Mm -hmm. For a man to attract a woman, he must understand women to a degree. Any guy that's good with girls understands women yeah. very strongly, better than they understand themselves, I would argue. However, with women, they don't have to understand men to attract them. They have um, to understand men to keep them, yeah, but so not to I attract so them. So I'm going to... I'll, I'll, I'll disagree and agree with you at the same time. Okay. I don't think it's a man or woman thing. I think a chaser needs to understand a little bit better than the per, per, pursued person, than the chasee. And, and usually men are the, the chasers. The pursuer needs to understand yeah. the, the pursuee yeah. versus... Usually the, men the, are the yeah, usually the men are the chasers. So yeah. in that case, it's probably going to be the case that the chaser needs to have a better understanding of the situation yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Because no, when I'm, if, I'm, if I'm like hooking up with a girl for the first time, yeah. I'm, I have to think about everything that I want Absolutely. and everything that I need. But... I have to know everything that's going on in her head too. Yes. I need to make sure you feel safe. You feel happy. It's you're trust. having a good time. It's not. Yeah. And I have to get, I've got to get ahead of these things. Yes. Too, Cause I can't ask you like, do you feel safe right now? Yeah. Cause I'm gonna look at like a fucking creep. Right? Yeah, right. So yeah, it has to be planned out really meticulously. Yeah. And you're kind of like, I hate to say it, but like, it's, <laughs> it's almost like a parent child. Like I'm here and we're having a good yeah. time, but I'm yeah. taking care of you and myself <laughs> at the same time. Well, I'm trying to fuck you at the same time too. That's a hard role to play as a man sometimes. Yeah. And, and, that's, and the that's, world, the woman's just along for the ride. Like I hope yeah. we don't fuck up so we can have sex by the end of the night. It's like, I, and that's, I'm that's, trying. That's know? what I mean when I say like women really don't understand what it takes to be attractive as a man, because sure. the thing is, is that um, it's like sales, right? So like with sales, you have a sales script to handle objections before the, the objection even comes up. Uh -huh. So like 
as a guy, let's say you're setting up a first date where you're cleaning up your place, you're having it being uh, be a, you know pristine in a certain way, so that if you do bring her back, she feels comfortable to take her clothes off. A lot of the times, you know, if you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. You gotta have you gotta have a plan with the date, taking her to certain places, have ambience set up, whatever. But the woman is unaware of all the works it takes for you as a man to be attractive to that woman. And mm-hmm. I've always said, right, the the gazelle doesn't understand the perils that the lion has to go through to be able to hunt it. Uh-huh. It just knows, oh, lion, and runs. Yeah. You know, versus the lion has to study its prey, has to see them when it drinks uh, at the water. It, it, it can even see when it uh, birds a calf, so it can chase the calf because the calf is the weaker one. So men have to understand women to a deep level to be good to have sex with them. However, women don't have to understand men Ever. to attract them. I would argue women only need to understand men when they want a relationship and keeping the guy. Sure. And I think that's a privilege that only women get to experience, which is why my argument always is, especially when it comes to dating. I mean, other things, it, it is what it is. But when it comes to like intersexual dynamics, women lack empathy. They don't understand the male experience whatsoever. However, men, at least the ones that are good with women, definitely understand the female experience because they have to overcome those objections when they come their way inevitably when they're on a date. Now, most guys, I agree with you, are retarded and don't have these skills, which is why dating uh, content, uh, self-improvement content, etc., dealing with women, understanding female nature, it's exploded over the past couple of years because guys aren't getting laid. A byproduct that is like, okay, I have a problem here. I need to fix this problem. How do I figure it out? Then they watch content like this. They're like, whoa, okay. Now they're able to connect the dots on why girls might have flaked on them, why girls didn't want to fuck them, etc. because now they're realizing, wait, like you're telling me that girls are different? Yes, my friend, society's been lying to you. Girls are extremely different, and you need to be able to know what the fuck you're doing so that when that objection comes up, you already got it handled. And then you've got, like, the additional problem where, like, if you ask a woman, if you ask a woman what Mm -hmm. women want, she won't tell you what women want. She'll tell you what she wants, Mm -hmm. and she might not even know what she fucking wants. So it's like, that's a hard conversation. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to ask. I'll take it a step further. Let's have fun with this. Like, I said this earlier that women don't know what they want, right? (laughs) Um, and people, oh, that's sexist. That's misogyny. Well, they actually proved this with studies. So what they did was they they had um, they took a group of men and they took a group of women, right? And they took lesbian women as well and gay men. But for the purposes of me explaining this to make it more make a sense, I'll just talk about the heterosexual men and the heterosexual women. What they did was they attached electrodes to a um, to the man's genitals and to the woman's genitals to measure blood flow, right, arousal, and then they gave them a clicker to click the the button if they're aroused. And they showed them a bunch of stimulating images, okay? They showed, like, um, heterosexual sex, a guy walking down a beach. They showed monkeys banging. They showed uh, a girl getting banged by, like, a dildo, whatever, maybe. A bunch of different erotic things. With the men, right, that were heterosexual, they only pretty much, they clicked on what they liked, and, uh, and obviously the erection was there as well, and that was with the heterosexual sex. So, in other words, with men, what they like is extremely narrow, okay? Heterosexual sex, we like girls, everything else, oh, fuck, uh, flaccid, I'm not interested. With the women, however, very interestingly shown, was they only clicked on what was politically correct. However, the electrodes showed otherwise that they were actually aroused by everything, with the monkeys banging, the heterosexual sex, the guy walking on the beach naked, whatever, and they wouldn't click on that. They only clicked on the things that wouldn't embarrass them. And I say that a lot of times to tell guys that what a girl tells you she's attracted to versus what she's aroused by are two different things, which is goes back to the vulnerability mm-hmm. thing. Why I'm so big on guys not being vulnerable to girls, because she might tell you, open up to me, cry. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And then you cry and you don't know if those electrodes are going to, if she's going to get blood in the vagina or she's going to be like, this nigga's a pussy. And that's why I tell guys it's not worth the risk because women don't even know themselves what they're attracted and aroused by. So I don't need, I don't want to leave it up to chance. So yeah. Listen, man, girls get it. They want you to get it as well. And the funny part is struggle breeds awareness. Most girls, bro, they just show up and they get whatever they want. Us as guys, bro, we got to work towards it. So we, we have to understand, you know what, how girls operate, how to get them on a date, 
And that right there is struggle, bro. It's tough. Sure. I mean, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll to represent the other side of this, especially in regards to that woman thing. That's yeah. that's interesting. But I think that it's easy to look at that and take like, kind of like a malicious spin on it that either women are stupid or they don't understand what's going on. I think for a lot of women, I think that societally, I think there's a lot of repression that goes into like female sexuality too. I agree. I agree. I think, yeah. yeah. Today, it's gotten better than it was in the 90s, 80s, 2000s even. Like it's gotten better. But like all fine girls that you know that like there are, there are women that like have their first orgasm when they're like 21 or 22. Like they've never masturbated. They've never put anything. Like they don't look at, they don't even know what the fuck is going on down there sometimes because they're so like worried or disgusted or they've got these kind of feelings or whatever. So it wouldn't surprise me that they're not like as in tune with their sexuality as well. They don't know like like the things that would arouse well, them or whatnot. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're, they may not be in tune because they're repressed or whatever, but mm-hmm. I would argue it comes also from like shame. Like there's an enormous amount of pressure on women to like not come off as hoes. I yeah, mean, exactly, we've had yeah. porn stars even on here that are scared to say their body count. So it's like yeah. women have like extreme, like like it's a such, it's a, like an extremely strong sense to conceal their, their past when mm-hmm. it comes to promiscuity. And there's a biological reason for that. Like if people find out that she's a hoe, well, it's going to limit her opportunity to get land a high value man and gain that security. It's still, even a woman that makes a million dollars a year, that's a hoe is still going to have an issue with disclosing her body count because it's innate. It's in her. It's in her biology. It's like, just like a guy most of the time is not going to be okay with like, well, no offense to you, Destiny, with watching this girl get banged by dudes. Sure. You know, they're just not, it's just naturally, it's just like, it's in us, right? So, wait, with, do you watch? No, fuck no. No, okay. <laughs> we'll do like, we'll do like three sums, but yeah. I'm not going to fucking watch her get fucked. That'd be weird. Yeah, okay. So Very, okay, so even with Destiny, he's like, no, I'm for guys sure. girls. Sure, anything, whatever. Wow. Yeah, whatever the okay. fuck you want to well, do. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so he does it. Okay, so he, he does it. So he does it. <laughs> the, the, way, the way that I see it, this, this is the way that I see it. I see a lot of people talk about these like one way open That's relationships. Train. That's okay? I see I see people talk about these one way open relationships. Okay, well, I'm bisexual, so you know. Oh, word. Yeah, man, yeah, male, female. Don't get any ideas. Okay, chill. So <laughs> the, the way that I see it is, if I'm gonna <laughs> date a girl, okay, if I'm gonna date a girl, all right. I like to fuck around, okay. It's like it's just it's where I'm at in life. It's fun for me. I have the opportunity to obviously I'm a famous person. Um. I don't know if I could ever be in a relationship that's only open on my end, though, right? Because I, one, I don't know if I'd have respect for that woman, and two, I don't think she'd have respect for herself. I don't think if you're a woman and you're dating a guy and you let your guy fuck around and you're just sitting at home all day, I don't know. That to me seems kind of sad. So she wants to fuck around, she's free to. I fuck around. We do threesome sometimes. That's what we do. Bro. Well, before we get into tackle that, all I was going to just say, just to finish my <laughs> point, just to finish the point was, um, w- women. I agree with you. They they have a, there's a deep societal uh, thing in them to not like because women are scared to death of being ostracized by the tribe, right? So that's why they don't want to be looked at as hoes. The scarlet letter is a death sentence. So it, that, that's why another reason why, too, they clicked on the things that were politically correct versus they were aroused by a bunch of other things. As far as uh, the sexuality goes with, I guess, being open, or uh, I, I, dis- I, fun- I disagree, respectfully disagree. And I think it's completely okay for a man to have uh, a girl, he be open and she be closed. And the reason why I say that, this, this is my, uh, my, my stance on it is this. If a woman is with a man, right, this only works, of course, if she's with a a guy that she actually is attracted to, respect, and admires. If a woman is with a man that she loves, admires, and respects, virtually every other guy to her is invisible. Why? Let's ask it and peel it back. Why is it? The reason why is because women have a very strong proclivity to have the best guy that they can get, right, that satisfy that hypergamous need to get the best guy that they can get. Once they feel that that's fulfilled, well, I don't need any of these other motherfuckers because this guy provides me everything I need. Security, he's attractive, he protects me, whatever maybe He checks all my boxes, right? So all guys are invisible to him. But with the guy, if he, he could have the baddest chick ever, he's still going to want to have sex with other women. So think about this. The female sexual strategy is accomplished. She has the best guy to herself, right? At least providing security. With the guy, though, he's not fulfilling his sexual need, which is... I want to have sex with as many women as possible, right? That's what guys want. Men want variety. I don't care what any girl says. You take 
the most attractive woman, he's still going to want more girls. You look at a music video, there's a reason why they have girls of different colors, shapes, and sizes. Men want sexual abundance. That is their innate need. So my thing is this. If woman is gets the best guy that she can get and her sexual strategy accomplished, why is it that we shun guys from going ahead and wanting to have their sexual strategy accomplished and having multiple women? And, of course, if they participate in a safe way, the girl is still taken care of, whatever. I don't see an issue with it. I don't and think there's I, I think no way. Win. I don't think there's any way that would ever be stable in the long run. Maybe you, you can find, so? like, the if you've got, like, an extremely high-status guy and he's dating down far and like status of woman i think maybe you can do it but like for sure if, if because if we want to talk biology right you might argue that the woman is looking for the one alpha blah 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 blah, blah. but if that woman is playing to her strengths right yeah. if she's got a guy and they're together as they get older and older well why would a 30 year old woman be comfortable with her 35 year old husband banging 21 year old supermodels she's not gonna no shot she uh, they, she would be threatened every single fucking day of her life and, and that's and that's and that, but here's the thing what that does is that threat makes you more number one it makes you more attractive which keeps you in the leverage position in the relationship because i i argue that the guy always has to have leverage in the relationship that's the only way that women actually yeah stay but loyal. the problem is if in these types if we're going to talk about the really big like evo psych um sexual dynamics sure the woman if, if we're if i don't believe this but if we go to that area okay. the woman has lost the ability to compete once she's 29 30 years old she's done fair enough, fair enough. so like why would that woman ever be okay with her husband fucking women that are younger than her that she will never be able i to got you against? yeah okay what do we it's got? on the woman to have a child with that man that is the key she needs to give him children because at that point now he understands i have a kid with this woman I must now deal with, obviously, this is the mother of my children. This is why it's so important for a guy, to, for the man to be on his shit and the girl pick the right guy that's on his shit. Because if she has kids with him, they ain't going back. You, that's there, where well, I mean, there is. One, we have more broken families in the United States than at any point in, in fucking history of the U.S. So guys can leave. And then two, depending on the type but of girl they run into, speaking, the money. Destiny, men yeah. only initiate about 20% of the divorces. It's the women. There's a reason why the, the phrase We're not talking about divorces, though. We're talking about fatherless children. You don't have to be married to have a child. And I'm willing to bet that if we look at, like, say, black communities where there's a lot of fathers, I doubt these people were married before they had kids, right? Good it's point. easy for the for the father to walk away and a lot of times not even pay fucking child support. No, and that's that, that's a good point. But that's that's why it's incumbent upon the woman to, number one, lock that security down. And then, number two, have children with that man. Because what, and again, uh, me giving this advice to women is obviously going to put men in a more vulnerable position. When you give advice to one gender, you inevitably put the other one in a uh, in a bad position. But my thing is, if you marry the man and you have children with that man, he's going to be far more likely to provide you that security while simultaneously he can fuck other girls. And I think also it's on the, like, my thing is the performance goes on the woman when it comes to having the relationship. Mm. It's her job to keep the guy and add value to his life even as she gets older. Okay, she can the, do that, but how how can she add that value if you guys are saying things like you you don't necessarily support like the girl, girl bossing, you don't necessarily support them like being the more masculine bishop. Like aside from being young and hot, yeah. like what is the value in your world? I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Like in your world, what is the value that a 30 year old woman can add to the relationship besides already having had a kid? The spiritual okay, balance. So, so so for me, I won't say because I'm I'm taking myself out of the conversation. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying in general, oh, when I say you, I just think you're in general, general, okay. not for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. General, so yeah. yeah so, so in general. Like what I always tell girls, right? When I give them advice and they ask this, how do I keep a guy that, that I like or whatever, mm -hmm. especially in a situation where you have a variable of like other women? Well, you need to become an indispensable component in that man's toolkit. And what I mean by that is every man is different. So some guys want a hot coffee as soon as they wake up, meals ready to go, clothes ironed, uh, you know, the children are ready going to school. Some guys might say, yo, I need you to check my emails, be my assistant. Some other guys may need a girl to be, a, uh, you know, a handy woman helping them out with the car, whatever it may be. Every guy has a weak point and it's on the girl to find that weak point, identify it, come up with a solution and help that man go from 100% to 100, 100, 200, 300, 4, because that's going to make them the best version. So my thing is this, 
for a woman to be able to circumvent, you know, a guy having an open relationship where she's close on her end, get the marriage, get the ring, get the kids. He's going to be far less likely to divorce you and or leave you because men rarely break up on relationships anyway. And then if he does, there's going to be some serious penalties, which is why the divorce, the, the, um, the divorce courts were, excuse me, the family courts are ran in the way that they do to prevent that very thing. We're talking True. About- Although I will say we're talking about, I think one problem you have is I think you're bringing some general things like men are less likely to end relationships, et cetera, et cetera. That's yeah. probably true in the aggregate. We yeah. look at all the people, yeah. but when we're talking about one man that can juggle multiple women, we're selecting for a top, if, to use your word, hypergamous, right? Or, or no, would, would the man be hypergamous on it? Or would you no, but no, it's typically for females, but you're talking about sure. a higher status You're talking man. about like, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. And these are the guys that can easily step out of the relationship, right? And yeah. even if you look at the status afterwards, like let's say 35 year old man, 29 year old woman, and mm-hmm. then they have one or two kids, Who who's better in the separation there? Right. The man is just growing and growing and growing and growing sure. in value. He's sure. fine. The woman is fucked. Her life is over. That is true. I just can't imagine. And maybe it maybe maybe it does happen more than I know. I just don't know those friends. I just can't imagine that woman who is in, in your world, to use your guys' terms, or maybe you yeah. don't use it, but like who is hitting the wall and now mm-hmm. who's locked down with one or two kids being like, all right, like I'm chill with you going to fuck like the 22 year old chick from work. Um, and, but I don't think you'll leave me because I make you cough every morning. Well, it's not, it's not about that. Remember uh-huh. she, she got what she wanted, which is the security. A man can love his wife or his main girl and have sex with other women. It's, it's possible. You know what I mean? It's 100% possible. And a lot of guys do it anyway. It's just that they're not honest with their girl. So my thing is this, the biggest takeaway from this is that most guys can't execute this. And I agree with you on that. Most guys can't do it, but can they, like, they can't pull it off because they don't have the value to demand that type of stress from their girl because let's be honest it is going to be stressful most yeah. guys don't have the value to be able to demand it but are men capable of doing it absolutely my issue is that women are not capable of doing it if a woman is in an open relationship with you the guy is deficient to some degree okay she's, i'll agree i'll agree to disagree anyway okay, because i think we're going to circle the drain on this one but yeah yeah right. i mean that, that's that's how i look at it like um because when we've interviewed girls like when we say hey like uh you know when you're with a guy that you like really admire and respect they're like what are your thoughts oh yeah i don't see anybody else like he's He's my guy. But with a guy, you know, you could be full, but you're always going to look at the menu like men are always going to look to other women. Man, but I mean, earlier we just acknowledge women are on some crazy shit when it comes to societal pressure and the answers given that they think they need to give. I don't know if I buy that. They're like, oh, yeah, that's my man. I don't look at any other person. Bullshit. I don't think that's true. I'm, I mean, I will, in, I'll, I'll meet you and I'll say that like they're not going to have generally. Sex yeah. Generally, sex is like a more emotional experience, usually for women. I think yeah. I'm but, 35 fucking the 22 year old and my wife wants to go fuck other people. It's out of it's a reaction. It's out of jealousy. It's not a natural desire. But I mean, women can feel the same way about men. Absolutely. Like, why am I not enough for my man that he wants to step out and go fuck other women? Yeah, but that, that's not a natural. I want to do oh, it just no, because that's, 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 no, 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 but, no, 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 no. That, that goes down. That goes down to just female stupidity, not understanding the male sexual strategy, because like women know that guys want to fuck a bunch of girls. But every girl thinks that she's special, that she's going to be able to tame the wild horse and, and he's going to be loyal to her. And my thing is that the reason why you're attracted to him in the first place was he because he was the wild horse that has a bunch of women. So you think he's going to change for you? No, you're not that special because men always want variety. I think a girl is in a very strong and powerful position, actually, when she understands male nature, adapts to male nature, and pretty much puts herself in a position where she's like, okay, I get that you're going to do this. I know that you're going to want to do this. I'm going to encourage it. I'm going to allow it. It is what it is. You're my man. I love you. You love me. Because most girls, that that's actually a secret weapon right there because most girls don't have a... Uh, their hubris is so strong that they don't acknowledge that you're, they're not that special. Do you See, think I that of the, for the audience, I'm curious, do you yeah, think please. that even like 15% of the audience could be that type of guy that's juggling multiple women? No. 
Okay. No, most guys can't pull it off. Most okay. guys can't pull it off. Like, like, I, I, like I, openly, I can, I can openly, almost openly. agree, but, but you have it. to be like a. That's got to be like a really, really, really high status thing to, yeah. to hit that point. But let's be real, her most guys want to do it though. Yeah. See, I call it ego, right? Because for example, if a woman, right, is really into you, right, and let's say for example, she's upset because you want to sleep with other women, I get it, hundred percent. She's like, you know what? Why can't I do it too? However, if you're providing everything that she needs in that sense. Why leave and go with somebody else? Well, I mean, again, it would ideally, I think from her perspective, it would be the same for the man's perspective. Like, I don't know if they view like the set, we're circling the drain. I don't want to go too back and forth, but like, yeah. I, like, I feel like the woman could ask the same question because I think oftentimes when a guy does cheat on a woman, like the, that is the thought, like, well, am I not enough? Now, I'm not, I know you're saying that it's different from the male perspective or whatever, but um, I, I think that both ends can well, pursue. Well, for, like, for women, though, are, when, when they're cheating, it's it's emotional. It's yeah. like, I want to get even. it always has to be. It, it could is. be. Most of the time it is. But like, but like with a man, it's like, I'm just having, they're just having sex it's exercise like, like with, with yeah like with men I mean, it's there's like, a lot it's of men that, that leave their wives for mistresses and shit too like it's not like that never happens but like that, that's true that, uh, that is a good point but more than likely the woman was bitchy she wasn't having sex with him anymore she was annoying she was nagging him whatever it may be it takes a lot for a guy to leave a woman however it does not take a lot for a woman to leave a man they're far more likely to end the relationships and we know this like women overwhelmingly initiate breakups. we could argue on both spe- uh spectrums but let's be real here though mm-hmm. who has I think- high divorce rate the divorce rate might be an issue by women more, but there yeah. could be reasons for that. Relationships might end before marriage if the guy's more likely to, to end it, possibly. I, I, I don't know where all the numbers fall on that. Um, like women, women might initiate but like, yeah. there, there are also only initiate women, sure, for, for initiating divorces, sure. Yeah. But that, like there are there are so many dynamics at play. We're talking about different types of people. So, for instance, that that thought of like um, uh, women aren't af- as afraid of like their, I guess their guy leaving them as the guy would be of the woman leaving them if they were sleeping around. I think that that is. Wait, say one more time, just so I that, can follow. Yeah, if a, if a guy has his woman and she's sleeping around, he's mm-hmm. afraid of her leaving him. But if he's sleeping around, she shouldn't be afraid of him leaving her. I don't think right? he's afraid of her leaving him. It's, it's more disgusting. about it's more about like men have a very strong need to ensure that the child is there. So like that's why men are so disgusted by women that are promiscuous because like you know we we got to go back like back in time right like if we go back through history like paternity test is something that's relatively new in the past couple of decades. So. The only way guys were able to ensure that the child was theirs was they would marry a virgin. That's why virgins are so high value. It's because it's the only way that a guy can like, no, okay, this kid is definitely mine and she didn't cheat on me. Yeah. So with sure, guys, if, it's if like a, if a woman is what? looking at that biologically too, she's not going to want a guy that fucks around because the, a guy that's fucking around is going to be able to take care of 15, 20 kids. But here's the thing. She knows that the kid is hers at least. Yeah, but she, he's not going to have the resources to provide for a whole fucking village well, of well, children well, that he's well, fathered, this right? Is why, well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's why hypergamy is so strong. Yeah. That's why women pick the best guys guy. because she knows like it's since the beginning of time, like the strongest men that have had the most, most resources always had harems of women because women understood my security overrides my emotions and my female hubris that I think I'm special. It's only in modern day times really that women think that they're equal to a man and they should have a high value man to themselves. Since forever, women have had the uncomfortable truth of understanding if I'm with a high value guy, there's a bunch of other women that are also going to want that security from that guy. I'm just going to have to acknowledge that I'm a part of this, this family. So with women, they're not going to fuck a guy unless he's a winner in the first place because uh, pregnancy is a high investment for her. Destiny. Yeah, I understand real quick. I, so Sorry, I, I understand what you're saying from certain evolutionary strategies. Yeah. I just, in, in one sense, I don't always see it playing out that way today in terms mm-hmm. of if we're talking for ultra, ultra, ultra high value men, yeah, right? Sure. That, that this, this might be something that like top 2%, top 1% of men could do where you're juggling essentially like a harem of women. I, yeah. I can agree with that. Sure. But there are so many other circumstances where if you're a woman and you've got a guy like him stepping out is going to be the most frightful fucking experience of your life. Maybe 30 years ago, maybe one guy could provide resources for a whole group of people, which I don't even think ever actually happened. You probably always have like groups of like men and women. It's not just going to be one guy that has all the kids, right? Um, otherwise, why would the other men be invested in even taking care of that 
household. Well, no, no, no. I mean, that's how it's been. Like I'm, one it, guy with like 19 women yeah, and so, all their so, kids. Like so historically speaking, historically speaking, like since the beginning of time, like one uh, one man is procreated for every 17 women. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? That tells you that like the women were concentrating on a very small minority men. A small minority men were having sex with the majority of the women because women are hypergamous by nature and pick the best guys. And What's they, the evolutionary strategy for the men that stuck with the tribes? They just didn't procreate. Yeah, but then how how are they not just like gone? Why wouldn't they just leave? Because you make their strength, own tribe, strength, like, strengthen the tribes. Like, yeah, you know but what I mean? I, I, from a from a genetic point of view, that's not a winning strategy. It isn't, but like, it, that's why the dominance hierarchies are. That's why men operate on hierarchies. Like, there's always winners and losers. The top guys got all the girls, and then the other guys were turned into eunuchs or whatever it may be. And they like, okay, uh, you can go ahead and go off on your own, bro. But uh, we got the chicks here, and we're gonna we're gonna go hunt without you. So. You don't need like like uh, women are valuable. Men are not. Men are expendable commodities. Like if you have a couple of guys, you can make some shit happen. But if you don't have a couple of women, you guys are fucking dead. So I think that's that, that's why like the women are almost always protected in society. Even today's today's day, day and age, they say children are women first because they're the the future of the generation. So with men, you only need a couple. One guy can impregnate a hundred women, but if you have a hundred men and one woman, we're fucked. You know, Destiny. How would you feel? This is a hypothetical, right? Let's say your your uh, wife or your girl, right, went out. You know how to maybe like a sexual affair or whatever, and she got pregnant. She came home to you, right, and said, hey, I'm, babe, I'm pregnant. You think you it's yours. That kid? You take care of the kid for like, let's say like 10, 15 years. Wait, Find why out. the fuck would I do that on a paternity test? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm saying you you believe her, right? Let's say you find out it's not your kid after like 10 years. What would you do? How would you feel? I feel pretty dumb for not getting a paternity test. That's what guys feel. If I know my girl's going to be out there doing who Wait, knows but hold, what. Wait, but I don't think we make decisions like that right now like we have the ability to avoid pregnancies and to check like we, really what would happen if she came when she was pregnant is like well, we're flying to fucking california we're getting an abortion that's the real thing of what's happening yeah. right but like i i understand i guess I, I feel like there's not an acknowledgement on the other side like i i understand what you're saying here and that there might be some reprodu reproductive strategy in the guy but this is a like i don't know why a woman would ever try to lock down a, a promiscuous male with children when that guy might meet a younger hotter woman and just step the fuck out well, on you and then you he's why. gone and now she's okay. burdened with having to provide for that child because there's no guarantee she's getting child support. She, if they're not married, she's not getting alimony. If there's a prenup, she might be fucked, right? Not only is she now burdened with those children, you know, God bless them, that sounds mean, but she has to deal with that. Her future is fucked because being a single mom is now you're fucked on so many different dating markets mm -hmm. compared to single dads are honestly have it better than, than, than a single mom who's like completely fucked. So sure. like I, if, if we're, if we're just going by like, what is like the best like reproductive strategy or whatever, I don't think a woman should ever be selecting for a promiscuous male. Like, even if you could go for like that top 1% guy, I think you'd rather get like a top 40% guy that you know is not going to be sleeping around or cheating on you or looking to upgrade the second he can to another woman and then leave you high and dry with Here's two kids. With and that. Now that, you're sounds logical. Yeah, that sounds logical. That sounds great. Sure. No, no, women... that's not logical. That's just, that would just be biology. No, 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 just be... no. But, but here's the thing. Like their biology doesn't allow them to do that. Exactly. They always, the thing is, is that, like, even though on paper it's terrible for a woman to pick a promiscuous guy, and I agree with you, it's a very stupid thing to do. But yeah, the thing yeah, is, is that promiscuous guy that has all the girls is inherently attractive, and attraction is not a choice. Women respond very favorably to guys that can get other women, and they respond. Think about it. Fuckboys, assholes, dickheads, Dan Blazarian, you, Hugh Hefner, you know, Andrew Tate, as people want to say nowadays, his brother Tristan, these guys are all playboys. They have these misogynistic, toxic traits, but women love it. Why? Because it shows um, women are attracted to men that don't give a fuck about them. So I get what you're saying. They should select for the more average guy that's going to be loyal but to ensure their security, they but they don't. Do you think the selection, do you think there's a difference between sexual selection and relationship selection? Because I would agree that women will fuck with fuckboys for sure, but hook like getting with them in a long-term relationship unless it's like a rich guy if they can tie them down they definitely will yeah, try but what, how can you tie them down it can't be with a kid guys step out on kids all the time 
Well, okay, dude, are we talking about today or are we talking about in the past? Like, like today. Like, okay. I, like I can understand a woman being attracted to a promiscuous guy because, I mean, if he is promiscuous, because he's already accomplished like a certain amount. Yeah, for, right. For we sure. can agree with that. For sure. But to 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 try to go after that guy um, just seems like such a bad reproductive strategy. Like having sex with him, yes, but a relationship, unless he's already like really high status in some other way. Like you mentioned, like Hugh Hefner and stuff. These people might be fuckboys, but they're not just fuckboys. They're successful too, right? These people are wealthy people. They have some resources. I can understand like that attraction there. But I feel like I know girls that will look at a guy and be like, I would fuck that dude. No fucking way would I ever date that guy though. I wouldn't trust like that. The thing is, is that they fuck that guy and then they hope for something more. They realize this guy's not going to commit. Okay, fuck it. And then what happens is they fuck those fuck those guys in their peak years, in their 20s, right? We call it riding the cock carousel, right? On the side of the internet. And then they hit their 30s. And then next thing you know, it's like, fuck, where'd all the good guys go? And then that's when they settle with a guy that might be a little less attractive. That's when they start to concede, depending on the girl's own value. Or they don't. They say, fuck it, I'm not, I'm going to stay single. So, And then they end up not being satisfied anyway because the guy's a pussy. But the very things that create that security that, she's, that she is attracted to are the very same things that makes her lose arousal for that man. Do you think, okay, so let's let's assume I'll... I'll, I'll I'll grant you all of this, and I'll ask you a question on the other, and I'm kind of curious. Sure. So if I if I grant you all of that, do you think that when you're pushing for women that are not as, I'll say masculine, that aren't going after careers, that aren't going after whatever, yeah. don't you think you're kind of pushing women into that territory where you want them to act like that? Because it seems like the only way that, like, how would you break a woman out of that, like, really baser, I just want to fuck the most fuckable guy and do that until I'm 30 or whatever? Like, it seems like the way that you would break somebody out of that is to encourage them to live a more, like, um... I'll say liberal lifestyle, liberalism with a capital L, like go after a career, do some shit. Like, don't just try to like, fuck, uh, you know, the most attractive guys in your twenties, but like try to make something yourself. Do you think that those women are more likely to make better decisions or do you think they're going to be stuck in the same cock carousel as the, you're t- are you talking about like the women that are in power that go to school? Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is that that's the dream. That's the sex in the city lifestyle that like kind of has been sold to women since like the nineties and you know, the, the since feminism really. So that sounds better. Like they tell them, Hey, go to school, get your education, put off children, put off whatever. But what feminism doesn't tell women is that as they get older and earn more money, they actually decrease their chances of finding the very man that they're competing in the college universities for. So, you know, I would tell a girl, your best bet is to cash your chips early when you're at your highest, you know, value and get the best guy that you can get when you're still young and beautiful. But a lot of girls want to wait off and say, Hey, I'm going to find my guy at 31, 32 after I have my law degree. Well, you've effectively handicapped yourself because what happened now is that you're older you're you probably had sex with more people. You've been through some relationships. You have some experience on you and you have a degree which earns you a lot of money. Congratulations. You've turned into the man that you want to be. And quite frankly, now most guys don't qualify for you. So I would say if you want a fruitful relationship and get the best guy that you can get Settle. and have children, you want to get married and get a serious relationship going when you're still young and have the ability to attract that guy. But we tell women, no, put it off, put it off, put it off. And then they get to the end of the line and then, you know, they end up on our podcast crying at 33 because they can't get a guy sure. that they wanted. Okay, I'll I'll do this last time. I'll sure, do the please, final word story because I know we're struggling. It just it feels like if you set a woman up for that, right. if you tell a woman that like in your early twenties you need to find a guy who is the high value, the highest value you can get at twenty early twenties because that's the highest. I think the average dating age is like twenty four female, thirty male. I think it's like the these are like your consider your peak years, yes, right? Yes. That if um if you aim for that and you go after a guy that's like that, yeah, then you're going after the type of guy that's always going to be looking for women like that. That like um if, if you are advertising yourself at your peak productive reproductive years or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, when you start dating that guy, hopefully you can lock him down with a kid as soon as possible, which there's a whole host of relationship problems there that we don't have to get into. But like, hopefully yeah. you get that as soon as possible within yeah. a year, I guess, of dating. But now you've selected for the exact type of man who's looking for that optimal reproductive age woman. And it feels like that strategy is always going to keep both ends like fantastic point. Right? That's why I tell women, if you want to be with a winner, understand that you have to share him. 
That's an uncomfortable truth that I tell women all the time is that if you're going to be with a winner, guess what? Every other girl wants that very guy and there's not enough for them to go around. High value men or beautiful women are common. And I think that's a, an issue that a lot of modern day women have where they think we tell women all the time they're special, they're beautiful, they deserve yeah. the best, et cetera. The reality is no. Beauty is common. Like you guys are all the fucking same. You all believe in, you know, spiritual signs and Astrology. zodiac signs and a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, like a lot of women are a lot more similar than they think they are. And my thing is that you have a highly successful, ambitious guy. That's rare to come by. You're not going to have them to yourself. Get your fucking ego out the side. Understand that you need to be the number one chick and the other girls are going to be side chicks. And you do that by adding value, having a kid with him, getting him to commit to you. And then, bam, now you have some insurance policies in place where he's going to be punished for leaving you. Okay, gave you the last one because we'll, uh, we'll just go back and forth. So. I mean, it's, it's fine. I yeah. think it's a good discussion. Yeah, I think sure. I think we agree. Actually, agreed on that a lot more uh, than there's than a lot. There's a say. lot of like descriptive parts that I'll agree on, right? Like I know yeah, like the, the sure. average like optimal attractive ages or whatever, um, like the 24 female, about yeah. 30 for male. Um, I, I guess I just get worried sometimes that when we send people down those roads, you're you're committing them to in my opinion, what is kind of like an unsatisfactory life that like, ideally we are selecting each other for more than just like optimal male fucking achievement and optimal female fucking youth and beauty. But that's the end that goal. I would hope that's the ultimate I don't, goal. I don't think so. That's not the most fulfilling goal. That might be like in the most baser biological sense, like the way that we like kind of ooga booga relate to each other. But I think that we can push people a little bit more to like go after a little bit more in life in terms of like relationships rather than like, I'm trying to find like the tightest fucking 24 year old pussy that will have yeah. my children. You know as quick as I'll possible, give you this. You know? That's neat. So what you mentioned, I would consider, those auxiliary benefits but mm -hmm. the primary benefits are what you described the youth and beauty versus the man's security and status and then everything after that is like auxiliary like think of it as like extra credit right like gotcha, you still have okay. to you still have to score like the woman still has to obviously reach an attraction standard the man still has to reach like a success standard to, for them to even like be attracted to each other in the first place then from there oh she has a redeeming quality because she's um and she has this hobby that i'm you know i'm she's not the hottest she's a seven but she's really submissive. She's really, she's a good woman. I'll take this girl over a baddie. Does that make sense? Like those yeah, auxiliary I, I agree with you, but I would just, I would swap the auxiliary and primary, I guess. Like it'd be cool if she was like young and able to have kids and blah, 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 blah. But like, if I find like, I, I guess the difference is that like, if, if you and me were in the same spot and there was yeah. like a 32 year old woman that fit like everything that I would want in life. Okay. And then there was like a 24 year old woman who's way fucking hotter, but she was like deficient in a lot of areas, but she's not like horrible that it feels like um, somebody in your position, not you, but somebody in your position might opt for the 24 year old and I would opt for the 32 year old. I guess that's the difference okay. in. I mean, I guess it depends also on your goals. Are you like yeah. trying to find a family or something like that? Well, or like, you... a, like a partner to share my life with, not just like the optimal reproductive strategy. I think it might involve kids, it might not, but you find fulfillment more in relationships than we do for the most part. Like we can be happy without the long term life commitment. My <laughs> wife, it's easier to be happy without that. But you're sure. you're looking for like a life commitment. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in a relationship, I want it to be somebody. But then I also that's kind of like the well, more like looking at the girl too, boss. Like he's doing sure. both. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a man. Like, strategy is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I acknowledge I don't recommend my lifestyle for anybody um, because there's a whole bunch of complications that arise from anything that involves more than two people. Even two people are really complicated. Yeah. But I feel like if I'm in a relationship, I want there to be some equal footing, and the auxiliary stuff is really important to me. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can understand know, the differences. So the other thing too is that like most guys are not going to be okay with their girl being open. Yeah, of like, course, at all. bro. So. But I'd also say most women are not going to be okay with their man being open. Hold on. He's got to be a winner yeah. first. That's that's my requirement. The well, guy should be a winner. But okay, if, we're, if we're gonna if you're gonna say that that like, well, actually, if it's a top one percent man, that's fine. I would argue the same for the women too. If you're if you're a random fucking schmuck 
and you're dating Beyonce, but she gets to fuck other guys. She's probably like, okay, fuck it. But she, well, she won't even date a regular guy. That's the point. No, I know, I know. But I'm saying that like, I, I understand that wouldn't be the case, but they would be okay with it. That's the checks and balances because sure. a woman's not going to date a loser, but, sure, a woman, sure. but a man will definitely date a loser that's a winner. That That's that's what I'm trying to say. A man will date a loser that's a winner. What do you no, mean by no, that? No, I'm sorry. Like your example that you made, like Beyonce's with a guy that's like a winner. She's uh-huh. the top 1% in that eye. Like she wouldn't even look at that that loser guy is what I'm trying to say. Like women only date a, a bare minimum across hierarchies or above. So like it's far more likely that the guy's going to be with a loser ass chick versus, well, it depends versus on... a woman that's a winner with a loser. It's just but like I don't, I don't think she's really a loser ass chick. I think that uh, as an example, I'm saying he's he'll date a, a, a girl that's like not one percent. Does that make sense? No, I think he will date a one percent girl, but the percentages are different because I, I noticed something where people talk about like men dating up or down. But I think that when you rate women on a different scale, you're still dating up. So like for instance, like I might date somebody that is like oh. This girl, uh, you know, she has no money. She's whatever, you know, she n- nothing special, whatever. But she's a fucking ten, she's the hottest fucking girl in the world. And it might, and and I think some people analyze the situation like, oh, well, look, the guy's dating down, but it's because he's shot. Well, no, I'm not dating down at all. My equal, what I'm looking for, not me, but somebody my sister, I'm looking for someone that's really fucking hot. This is a top one percent girl because she's fucking hot, right? So I, I think when we talk about like dating up or down, I think you have to account for the different things. No, that I people agree. Are. I yeah. agree. But what I'm saying is that like a really hot girl, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, is not going to be with a bum. Or if she sure. is, it's it's going to be but temporary. Like a re- but a really uh, a really accomplished man is not going to be with a homely average girl. It's going to be like you don't see these guys that are thirty five dating like average thirty five year olds. These top one percent men, right? They're going to be with like top one percent women. Just but they're top one percent in terms of looks. Yeah, but uh, I was just going off their example with Beyonce being with a loser. Sure, I, I was never... saying like a woman that's like that status level is not mm-hmm. going to date down. But sure. a man that's at that status status level, like a Jay Z, will date a no name chick. But Beyonce is not going to date a no name man. Okay, does that make sense? I don't know if that's true or not. But well, I don't I don't know if I could even begin. Beyonce ain't dating no no name guy, bro. Come on, come on. you think you think uh, somebody like Jay Z is dating a no name girl? He's yeah. cheated on her with a bunch yeah. of random chicks. Well, cheated is different. Fucked a girl is different than dated a that's girl. That's what I'm saying though. Like, wait, no, like, wait. Well, I don't know what you're saying. Fucked a girl is different than dating a girl. I think I think a high guy will fuck anything, <laughs> of yeah. course. But dating. I think he's going to be looking for somebody that's matching the class of like characteristics that he's looking for. Unless there's like a really special circumstance like they knew each other since high school or some shit. I mean, not, there's top 1% men are not dating Jay like Cole girls. And Kendrick are married to average ass girls. We don't even know their names. Yeah, but I, I don't I have to know Cage the, is married to a waitress. Know, like, I would have to know the circumstances because sometimes this will pop up and it's like, oh, okay, well, damn, that's really crazy. How did that happen? Oh, they've known each other since high school. Oh, they were like family. Leo whatever, dates right? a bunch of like no name girls. Like, I, like, Wait, I, no, no. He dates young and hot fucking girls. But they're, but they're nobodies. But the young they're and not hot, famous. that's what he's valued. They're, but he's not looking for me because remember, the fame well, you're part. You're talking about career. The fame part. Yeah, because you're no, in no. career with Beyonce. That's why we're. Well, it, I'm sorry. When I. Point you out. got confused on that sure. one. That's I, what I'm just thinking because men are valuing women for their looks here, and women are valuing men for their accomplishments yes. here, right? Yes. So a really, really hot woman is a top one percent woman. A really, really accomplished man is a top one percent man. Agreed. And I think these are the hierarchies that people, right? Like it sounds mean to say, but like, like really unaccomplished men are going after not as hot women, right? They're like lower on the tone bottle, but they're still like kind of matching. But a really, really accomplished man is not going after an unaccomplished woman. She is, but he's going after a really hot woman. And yeah. in that case, the hierarchies I think are generally matching. But yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's like different value that they bring to each other. I think we just got confused off the Beyonce thing. Sure, okay. That's, sure. that's where the confusion came from. Gotcha. Uh, I, so to, yeah, okay, never mind, go to the next one. Sorry, you were going to say something? Well, I, so I, was, I guess to make it a more understandable example, if you've got like a fugly kind of dude, who's like fucking whatever a normal dude and he somehow manages like some top one percent insanely fucking hot girl yeah and she's like i'll date you dude but like i get to fuck other guys i think a lot of fugly guys should be like you don't want to fuck it dude as long as i get to fuck you i don't care i think there are guys that would go for that arrangement especially guys that are fucking virgins or whatever i think they would it would suck a little bit Maybe. but it would suck a little bit in the same way that like that girl who has to let her husband be open because he's a top top one percent male would kind of suck for her I, I think they do it i think, they think the what? the respect isn't there 
and that makes for that makes for a doomed relationship because if that happens in that dynamic, I get it. Yeah, he might love because he's lower value per se, but disrespect him? Probably not. Maybe, but I mean, I no, fuck. We're, I don't want to go all the way up, but I, I would argue that the, there's a lack of respect too on any one-ended open relationship. I would say the man doesn't respect the woman in that case because you don't need to chase pussy your whole life. You know your relationship would be more stable if you could commit, and that if, mm. if you're not both going to be open, it's just you. You know it'd be more stable if you'd commit. You know there's less a risk of you running out. You know there's less a risk of you knocking somebody else up. So like, if there's an equal amount of respect there from the man and the woman, the man should be able to commit to the woman. In my experience, I, I think he's respecting acts, her by being honest about what he wants. <laughs> yeah. What, but, but what does he want more? Does he want to chase pussy or does he want to build a strong relationship with a woman? But yo, let's be real though, right? Men want it for other women. So it's going to happen regardless. Yeah, but men, I mean, men want to shoot up heroin. Men want to drink and drive. You don't have to chase every single vice you have, right? Just just saying, just giving the description that like men want to do a thing. I mean, men have that's it. not the justification. That's their, to do that's it. their innate sexual strategy. It's like like heroin and, and it's having happen. sex. It's, yeah, it's, it's gonna like, happen, bro. Yeah, it's, heroin it's, can feel pretty innate if you've done it a few times. <laughs> I mean, like there are guys. That, I mean, there are people that go through their whole life and only fuck one woman, or there are people that get married and they don't step out on their wives. But like, you should be able to control it. But no, but here's the thing: like most guys, fuck only one girl or get into committed relationships because they don't really have a choice. If I left a guy to his own devices and told him, "Listen, you can have your main chick while simultaneously being having being a uh, fuck." Bad bitches without your girl getting mad at you. Every guy's going to take the ladder. Yeah. For sure. So that, but that's, that's always going to lead to more problems but, but let's, the Okay, let's yeah. flip it around. Let's sure. flip it around. It now let's take a girl. Tell her, yo, you got your dream guy, but you can also go ahead and fuck a bunch of guys. That girl's going to say, no fucking thank you. I'm not a slut. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Sure, but is that the biological reproductive strategy or is she worried about the blowback from the relationship? If there truly were no consequences... That's a reproductive strategy. I don't, I don't know. I, w- women, are not hard hard to... wired, women are not hardwired to be <laughs> promiscuous if they're with their guy. Most of the time, girls are promiscuous as a necessity because it's like, okay, this guy has money, so I got to fuck with him to get because he has money. This guy's actually attractive and in good shape, or I'm going to fuck with him to get like my nut off. This guy is a really good talker, and he, he connects with me emotionally, whatever. So a lot of times when girls have guys in rosters, uh-huh. each guy is compete, completing some kind of compartmentalization in her sexual strategy. But ideally, she would like to get a guy that has all these components, only have sex with him. Now she's secured. Now she's secured and she accomplished her sexual strategy. Now ask her, do you want to fuck other dudes? She's going to say a resounding no because girls don't want to be hoes. But you ask the guy, he has a bad bitch. Yo, that girl gives you everything you need. You have kids with her. She's a fantastic mother. Do you want to fuck other girls? And it's not going to affect you. She's going to he's going to say yes. And that's the key difference. Basically, you think men and women are equal. I, I think in terms of sexual pursuing, I think that women tend to be a bit more emotionally connected to sex. But I think if you get like a really sexually relationship, woman, I think, yeah, she wants to fuck But do you want, you want an she equal wants relationship rest. overall. You don't want to lead. You want to have an equal partner. I mean, like, it's not going to be equal in all ends. But for the most part, yeah, I want somebody that feels more like a partner than like a servant to me. That's where we disagree. Sure. Which is fair. But okay, interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was good. Definitely a good conversation. I'll uh, hit these chats real quick because we got all, all the girls are here. Yep. Oh shit. Okay. Um, all right. We got uh, Destiny. Isn't that a girl? These niggas, bro. Uh, <laughs> is that a girl's name? Uh, and then we got here um, Maverick S. Uh, all the way from the Philippines goes, Destiny, speaking about emotional balance, how you emotionally balance your open relationship as a good thing, I want to learn from you. Okay. Uh, 50 bucks from uh, Ed Lag. Just to reiterate, or- I don't recommend my relationship style for anybody. I wouldn't recommend any type of open relationship for anybody. No. Yeah, if you can find any, even even the one ended or whatever, if you could find a way to make it work, then more power to you. But like, it's so much additional drama swear, juggling it. There's like a lot. I think you have there. an X factor that like helps you significantly versus like a regular guy. You know, um, I think, I mean, we don't have to, because I think that's a whole other conversation. But I, <laughs> but I think like the, the bisexuality like gives you like an edge where you don't necessarily like, you don't have uh, ego attached. N- not, even, not, not even that. That's a component, but at the same time, it's like um, there isn't the same imperative to keep your woman in line because you can get satisfaction from 
a, a, a gender that is like way more sexually open that is willing to give you what you need at a moment's notice versus like for a heterosexual guy like he's only going to deal with women so like Damn, you okay need to, wait hold on first of all i'm like 99 is my is women okay it's very rare no, that I, 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 I get that again. i get so one percent's yeah. bisexual yeah I, I very especially with the fucking straight, monkey pox shit okay jesus christ i'm not trying to get fucking uh lesions out here again i'm not trying to die out here jesus christ well, okay. here's the thing. i'm not but, saying uh, I'm not, not, I, I, I understand what you're saying though there there, yeah. there are a lot of dynamics that make my relationship uh, like i have access to a very lot of people that yeah because i'm a i have an influencer you have all that shit so yeah i don't recommend it for anybody it's, yeah. so you don't tickle the booty no i don't do any of that kind of stuff i'm not so why are you bisexual so i feel yeah. like the left shit just got to you because if I, because if I am gonna have a threesome with a guy, I want to be able to for all of us to do stuff instead of us just like being scared, okay, of, like so touching dicks you, with each other. We're gonna like fucking... you don't penetrate for uh, guys. We don't have to. Let's read the chat. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh. The only reason I haven't said that was just to simply say that like it, there's it's different for him sure. because he can get satisfaction from a party that is much easier to deal with. Does that make sense? Versus like. As a guy, like when you're dealing with only girls, like you have to make sure you're in your masculine and you're dealing with her in a certain way because uh, women are less forgiving of, of fuck ups in a relationship than another guy is, if that makes sense. Because women look, women, women look to men for leadership and authority, right? So like if you're deficient in that, well, her respect for you starts to go down and as a matter, and, and after that respect goes down, arousal starts to go down alongside it. They're, they're intrinsically tied. But like uh-huh. if you're are attracted to let's say men for example well men are easier to deal with like you can get on grinder and do whatever you got to do and it's done right like okay i I got my sexual satisfaction i don't need you bitch so that gives you uh how do i say this it gives you a layer of security in your sexual strategy because like you don't necessarily have to deal with women so i think that's why it's like a unique situation because it's like you, you, you don't need to depend on your girl for that does that make sense uh, yeah, kind of. Wait, okay. that's a whole other, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. All right. I, opened, <laughs> I may have opened up Pandora's box. There. That's all good. Uh, Destiny, serious question. You talk with your wife about the sexual... <laughs> she has... Oh, the sex she has with other men, and how do you feel about it, especially if she had a better experience with others? Dude, not trying to show throw shade. Um, and that's from... Yeah, I mean, like, we, we talk about all sorts of stuff. Like, I'll talk about my experiences. Sometimes she talks about her experiences. Like, sometimes we learn things right. from other people. Like, yeah, we're pretty open sexually. Fair enough. Damn. Uh, Alejandro Lopez. I can't disagree uh, disagree that most people can't handle true freedom because it brings anxiety or even for safety. But that is a passive person. A dominant or assertive person goes into the restaurant knowing what he wants. I'd argue it's the duality of the masculine and feminine. Okay. Shout out to you, my friend. Uh, fresh BBC. Fresh. There's only one way to save this man's life. You know what to do. Destiny, what is your girl's number? We have to blow. <laughs> we have to blow her back out. That's the only way. And once he sees her in a wheelchair, he will be free. This is bro. Every single day, bro. Come on, man. Destiny, I'm gonna change my name to Deezer and stream snipe my way to Grandmasters, and that's from Neil Castelloni. Okay. Yeah. Um, Remember S. Grandmaster. Oh, you play Overwatch? Oh fuck, that's a StarCraft reference. That's oh, okay. a really old reference to Never like mind. ten years ago in my stream. Yeah. Uh, do you play Overwatch or no? Um, I used to a little bit, but not much. Nerd. Okay, never mind. Uh, if a woman is truly, truly in love, then all the men will be invisible to her uh, because she got uh, got the best man to the top G. But top women G. in open relationships are still on her hunt to find the top G. And that's what I was saying as far as like women that have rosters typically compartmentalize each guy's best uh, trait. trait. Um, if we are talking about hypergamy, ultra high value men having 20 women, etc., these are niche experiences about a small group of people. Therefore, it is not the best narrative from the general advice perspective. Yes, which is why we tell, which we, we say all the time, like most guys want to fuck other girls, but they don't have the capability to do it. Hence why they lie. 
Um, speaking of dominance hierarchies, why didn't the lower value men just leave to where destiny? Those men value security over certain death or capture by outside forces. That's how slavery was started. Weaker groups enslave more vulnerable groups. Yeah, and we talked about that. This is from earlier. All right, sorry. Men stronger groups enslave weaker slash more vulnerable groups. Thomas Sowell made a great historical documentary about this, and that's from Zentian. Shout out to you, Zentians. And then uh, barely. Berlio, I, I don't got my glasses. Just wanted to add that as a lefty guy, I'm live, loving this conversation, and everyone is bringing out well thought out points from everyone. Great conversation, absolutely. This True. is a very high IQ conversation. That's why we've been able to maintain twenty three thousand plus y'all in the fucking chat. Shout to y'all, man. Like the goddamn video, yo. Um, what's the likes at? Uh, eleven k. Get that shit up, yo, guys. We should be twenty k fucking likes right now, man. Because we're about to do a double header for y'all. So like the goddamn video. Um. Okay, what's uh? You said all the girls are here, right, Chris? Yep. All right, cool. Cool. Um, anything right. else, Chris, or no? Uh, one second. I think we have. Make sure no one's. Yeah, we're fine. Let's give Sneeko and Destiny the last word. Okay, and, but, and then we're gonna have some girls on, so we're so, probably continuing this last conversation on a little the bit. Show, and we're find y'all. Let's start with uh Sneeko. Sneeko, Sneeko, Sneeko.net. You know, Creativity Kit is dropping uh, August twenty second. And shout out to you for bringing Destiny, man, because this was a great, great episode. Yeah, yeah. Told you. yeah. Um, Destiny, what, I mean, any last? He's like the smart Lasan. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one, but um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Destiny. Uh, follow me there. Twitter.com slash The Omni Liberal. Uh, I should post there sometimes, but it's pretty edgy. So. See, you know what's kind of funny? Because I, I watched uh, a good amount of your content. People are like, oh, he, he's going to debate with you. You guys are going to argue. And I was like, guys, we actually agree on a lot of things because, uh, you know, I ain't going to lie. I studied you quite a bit. Um, and I already knew, like, um, it wasn't going to be too many disagreements because as much as you guys want to say is like a raging liberal, not really, man. I mean, nah, I, you're fake liberal, bro. It's more libertarian, if anything. You know what I mean? If what I would say, it's but, for the stream, it's for the audience. Yeah, like, I get it. Yeah, comfortable. yeah, that um, is not true. You're such a bro. You're the if most you want to jump into like uh, the most you'll get me on this, like red pill shit is going to be in like probably the dating arena because that's, I think, where progressives are the most like fucking delusional. But if you want to get into politics or whatever, we can start talking Trump or Ukraine or anything. Yeah, I like guns. That's not, that's, the not that's not the important. For, there are lots of liberal people like guns. No. Okay, listen, who commits most of the crime in the country? Okay, <laughs> okay, and they vote liberal. Okay, so fuck you. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think they vote, but well, yeah. true. Okay, Jonathan. <laughs> no, but like seriously, uh, oh, no, no, like we have politics. Oh, you don't have. Okay, I'm saying if you want to debate politics, we can really fight welfare and all that shit. But yeah, we we um yeah, politics is not our thing. Yeah, we typically we we talk lightly, like politics. We've been getting that FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Some crazy shit. They pulled a lot of documents out of that fucking house. They did free Trump. They 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 did. Um, we could probably talk about it a little. bit. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have to do that. Your audience. Let's talk about it with the girls. I do a Fed episode with with Destiny. I am gonna I'm gonna do a Fed episode on it. So um, bring him in. Maybe we can actually, yeah. Because I see both sides. I see both sides. Well, what the FBI did there. Um. But anyway, guys, we got some lovely ladies in the house. I think we got eight to be exact. Uh, uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Shit. So we're gonna have a packed house, guys. It's gonna be a great time. I think uh, Destiny and Sneeko are both gonna stick around for that. Yep. Right. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll have them on the panel, guys. Cool. Catch you back here in a little bit. Like the fucking video. Peace.